0: Welcome in it is episode number 143 of Jobbing Out Glenn Clark Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone and of course the main event. Eh uh, yeah that's AJ Francis who once again has decided to stop being a bum to stop <laughs> suckling off the teat of Lady, Lady Liberty, Lady, old Lady Liberty. I enjoy her work too. Uh, <laughs> um, he has decided to go get a job. Get a job. Stay out of Malibu, Lebowski. Get a job. That's what AJ Francis did. The audacity, yeah. though, of the Redskins to sign you again the week of the AJ Francis food drive—that is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was it was awkward timing, but it ended up working out um, pretty well because I had luckily I had you guys. Um, that could cover my ass.
0: Well, what do, what do you mean? What do you mean by you guys? I'm pretty sure Aaron well, has done nothing.
2: Well, done nothing. Hey, I I, I volunteered on Saturday. You told me no on Saturday. To be fair. Oh, you oh you volunteered to get a free ticket to the Penn State football game. That going to I'm going anyway. I don't need a free
1: ticket. <laughs> I know, but um, yeah, uh, it's crazy because. Now, um, the food drive on Saturday, uh, I'm actually going to be able to go see Coach Franklin and um, on Friday night. So um, there's going to be Penn State people involved, too. It's, it should be a good event on Saturday. Um, if you come into the game Saturday, make sure you bring some cans. It'll be a good time. Um, I'm probably also going to be out there like, well, I won't be, but I'll have somebody um, going around collecting canned goods at the tailgates. I think that'll be a good move. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good time. So, again,
0: that's this Saturday when Maryland plays Penn State in College Park. Make sure that uh, you bring out your canned goods, your non-perishable food items to help Sarah's House, a very cool charity near Fort Meade. And uh, obviously appreciate everybody who brought them out to the basketball games this week as well. Uh, Just awesome, awesome stuff that uh, A.J.'s been doing. And, of course, doing it at the same time where he's getting ready for a football game on Thanksgiving, which is wild. Um, Yeah,
1: I literally don't have Thanksgiving. Like, listen to the schedule, Clayton. So today is Wednesday. I'm going to to see my family right now for like an hour, maybe hour and a half. Um, then after that, I'm leaving uh, to drive back to DC so I can be in the hotel tonight for, uh, cause we play tomorrow um, because we have to be treated like giant man children.
0: Right. Um,
1: <laughs> and um, so uh, I, so all day we have got meetings until like noon tomorrow and, uh, then I got from, like, noon to, like, 5 that I, I mean, at 5 I have to eat dinner at the hotel, so, like, I can't even go nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Um, I could leave somewhere for, like, for a few hours, but the hotel's far as hell from every person I know, so that would be playlist. Uh <laughs> I'm going to play in the game tomorrow, uh, and then after that, I go in Friday, I got a lift. Saturday, I got a, uh, we got meetings, and... Uh, film and shit, and a uh, walkthroughs, and then f- Sunday is back to other the program because we
0: play on Thursday. So what you're saying is this is all this is real simple. I mean, you just got you got this taken care of, right? Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. All, it's all easy
0: <laughs>
3: for sure. <yeah.
0: laughs> well, we're happy for you. Obviously, we're very very happy for you to be back in the fold with the Redskins and. Um, obviously a lot for us to cover on this week's show. We've got a kind of neat guest coming up a little bit later on in the show. It's something that I've thought about doing for a while, but uh, my memory was jarred when I saw that Enzo Amore was back at his alma mater recently hanging out with the uh, Salisbury University football team. Of course, Salisbury University Division Three school here in Maryland. Um, and his coach, when he played football at Salisbury, is still – the same head coach of the football team that brought him back, Coach Sherman Woods. So, Coach Wood is going to join us a little bit later on in the show, and we're going to get some backstory on uh, whether or not he had any idea that, uh, that little...
1: New, the realist champ in the room was in it.
0: Right? Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the this dude, the guy, Eric Arndt, who showed up to play football for him at Salisbury, did he have any clue... That guy was going to go on to be, as A.J. pointed out, the realest champ in the room. How you doing? So we'll talk to the head coach of the Seagulls, Coach Sherman Wood, a little bit later on in the program. Uh, Before we dive into what occurred over the course of four nights in Houston, let's find out how our bet went. Our guest picker, I don't think, did very well, Aaron, uh, but how... He
1: started off like 0-8, I think.
0: Yeah, that's not great. Yeah,
2: it it was a little bit of a a rough weekend for uh, one Kevin Kiley.
0: Of course, who you know is Alex Riley, who was our guest picker last week. Uh, A-Rye, of course, it doesn't really matter how he did, because we decided that... Uh, this bet was between us. It was not about old a Rye. So, again, the loser is going to have to perform as Alex Riley in a reshot scene from Netflix's Glow. Now, either there's going to be multiple losers, and uh, the, the whoever came in a tie will also have to perform as Betty Gilpin in the same scene, or... Our buddy Steve Miggs, who bailed on us last week to do a stupid live day at his radio station, which is like the biggest event of the year. What a dick. Uh, or he will have to play the role of Betty Gilpin. So, Aaron, who is doing what in this reshoot that we're doing of the uh, scene from Netflix's Glow?
2: Well, well let me read. Just, just so we get it out of the way, Kevin uh, did end up getting four, right? He did not go winless for the entire And, and four uh, out of how many that is?
0: He got four out of 13, correct. Uh, four, nine. That's... Uh... Sounds like a few football teams these days. Well, hey,
2: hey there you he went 0-8 and, and then went 4-1 and 1 over the last five. You good know what? Point. That's not too bad. Good point. Not too bad Very there. Very good point. Um, I actually, I, I killed it. I went 8-0 on Sunday, went 3-2 and on NXT. I got 11 correct. I got plus one for Asuka, minus 0.5 for Angle. I finished with 11.5 points. All right. Uh, Glenn, you got seven picks correct. You got a plus one for Asuka, you got minus half for picking Alicia Fox as a soul survivor and minus half for picking Shane McMahon as yeah, a soul yeah, survivor. Yeah, it didn't go so well. So you finished with uh, seven points. Okay. AJ got nine correct, got a plus one for Asuka, a plus one for Braun, a minus half point for Sasha for ten and a half points. Mm. So, Glenn.
0: it mm. That doesn't sound so good. That sounds like Miggs and I are recreating the scene from Netflix's Glow. That's what it sounds like. Gotta
1: love. It didn't matter because you only ended up with seven. But gotta love the fact that I would have beaten just as my picks. I didn't even need the social socializer.
0: Well, that's fair. I'd still stand by the fact that if I if I went down going down with picking John Cena, I'm okay going down picking John Cena as I did pick his team to win the match. And again, I've said this before. I'll only feel like an asshole. If I lost and picked against John Cena, that's when I feel like an asshole. So, in fairness, I'm good here. Uh, unfortunately, because it involves Migs, it means we won't be able to do anything until New Orleans. As far as the shoot of the but scene. But that'll
2: make it even more epic. But we will have a higher house where we can do the scene in.
0: Yeah, that's true. We will have the whole condo there available to us as we have uh, booked our Airbnb for our stay in New Orleans at WrestleMania, and by the way, by that point, considering the pace that we're on and paying off bets, I think we're gonna have about a hundred to pay off while yeah. we're all together.
2: We're just gonna pay off all we? the bets Mania we? weekend. Is
0: AJ paid up? I feel like he we? even still had one that he had to pay up.
2: Yeah, AJ has to sing. I have to sing, and I still have to do the pizza thing. And we we got a whole lot of things sing? to do. We gotta
0: we gotta revisit all the bets again. What yeah, no, you,
2: to you gotta sing both because I had to do. Was when I did the thing on the yeah, you
0: did that one, but I feel like there was no, another me, one.
2: Yeah, me, you, and MIG still have to do the uh, singing to the whatchamacallit, like the the male singer, what, what song, the REO Speedwagon song. Can we pick
0: some songs from the culture from now one? Dude, you. I tell you what, next pay-per-view, you pick what we're doing, okay? The, the point is,
1: this is funny for everybody. In music today, involves black people, but we don't never pick no songs that involve black people. You know, you're involved
0: girls. with this show too. You can suggest something, Dick. I do often. And man. I'll and remind you. Now, wait a second. And here's the question:
2: Would it be funny if you sang those songs? That's the issue here. For 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 power, you know? Yeah, hair yeah you're metal. a popular it's funny rapper. If anybody sings it. Yeah. No, but here's no, but yeah, but I don't
1: lose. That's the point I'm
0: making. Well, you have. I know as a fact that you have because I watched you on a balcony trying to seduce you're me. You're
1: right. You're right, and guess what? I rarely lose, and when I do, it's something stupid like that. But you guys lose all the time because we are trash, right?
2: Well, so I don't, I don't is,
0: know about that. I think it would
2: be better. I, I feel like it's watch pretty been pretty even Aaron this year. Try to do a rendition.
0: Okay,
1: fine. Blue, you know what? Blue, if you want to,
0: it's clear that you know. want to make this a race war, so next time what we'll do is if a white guy loses, they have to sing a black song, and if a black guy loses, they have to I sing didn't a white say song. a
1: black song. I didn't say a black song. Darius Rucker is not considered political uh, black song. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't make black music true. either. That doesn't yeah, count as a black
0: exactly. song, in that's
1: fairness. My, that's my point. But, but, dude, we sang fucking Pat Benatar and Ario e. Because and the people. pay-per-view is called Battleground. And, and, and Madonna I mean give me
0: something. There. I I don't know if you remember I sang Bump and Grind. Now what do you make of that? That guy well, peed on that, chicks. You
1: did that on your own. That was even part of any bet that
0: we made. Uh, fair enough. That is a good point. I just sort of chose to do that because it was a Tuesday. So you are right about that. All right. Anyway, uh that's that's what's going to happen. We need to do uh we need to uh, get back together and um reorganize all of our picks uh and and who owes what. We need to get on back on that at some point here really soon. In the meantime, let's go over everything that occurred this weekend down in Houston. Um, so much. So much to address. Um, where do we start? I guess let's save NXT for segment two. And let's let's start by addressing everything that happened between uh, Survivor Series, Raw, and SmackDown. I, I, I guess it's difficult to figure out what matters moving forward. I guess the most meaningful things that occurred over the course of three nights between Sunday and Tuesday are... We now have this sort of fraction between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon that's not really a fraction, you know, a fracture yet, but it seems to be the setting setting a course for something along those lines. Shane. They, were,
2: they were definitely hinting about it.
0: Right. Shane McMahon wanted to fire uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Daniel Bryan didn't. He assumed that Daniel Bryan was going to do that, and Daniel Bryan didn't after... I am somewhat disappointed... Man, I, mean, I can't, we can't. I guess we can't go forward until we go backwards, right? Is everybody in agreement that the main event, the finish, was disappointing?
1: It was just. It was. I don't think it was disappointing. Like I get what they were trying to do. I think it was just like not well, like done. Okay. Like, I it was. Think, I it think was. I like. Like in theory, to have, cut Angle about to win the match, 14-1, Triple H comes in, eliminates Angle because he doesn't want Angle to get any of the glory and then wins it himself, that makes sense along their own along the storyline. But, like, the way it was done, and I, like, looked back and forth with for Ron, and then, like, nobody, it was just long and drawn out, and nobody really knew the fuck was going on. It was just, it was just too much the way they did it. But, like, what they attempted to do, I think, was, was good, though. It,
2: it was perfectly logical, but it was just, it, it was there. It was like, yes, Triple H, you know, screws the guy so he can get the glory. Yeah, we know Triple H wants the glory both off and on the screen. And I just, it didn't really do anything for me. It it, was, it it didn't didn't seem like a big moment.
0: Yeah, it was fine. I agree with all that. It just didn't seem like a big moment. And I think the other thing that really kind of jumped out at me is that I did, I I feel as though you could have accomplished something more if you had had someone besides Shane McMahon also eliminated from the SmackDown team at the end, right? Like the idea that. I, I think.
2: I, the the biggest disappointment with the match is you had a chance for and and you got some cool moments that you know Finn locking up with Shinsuke, rude not locking up with Triple H. But after once you got into the match part, like you know you had Kurt Angle be the one to pick John Cena. You couldn't have had Finn Balor or Samoa Joe be the no, one. But that, I thought that touched on I thought,
0: thought there was that some match there was a lot thing. of history between Angle and and Cena, so I thought that was a good moment. I actually liked that a little bit. Um, I don't know. It was all fine, and I think that that's what I come back to is that it was all fine. I think there was some disappointment just because you thought it was an opportunity for something huge. And you you didn't get anything that was huge, given all of the major, major stars that were in that match. Instead, you got the closest thing you could get to huge is, I think we've all worked under the assumption the last couple of weeks that we are leading to Triple H and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, but now you have three different sort of potential opponents for Triple H in in Jordan and Strowman and angles, so are, when are you pulling the trigger on them? Are you pulling all the triggers? Like, I, It does leave a little bit of that, and I guess that's interesting, but I think it also has to gauge how interested you are in seeing Triple H face Braun Strowman, and I think there'd be a lot of people that would say, not that much. I, I, don't, I don't think that's what I want Braun Strowman doing, and if that costs the possibility of Braun Strowman doing something else that would be dope, uh, I don't love that.
2: I mean the one thing you can say that I really like coming out of it is that, you know, in a match with all of these people, the man who was left standing at the end was Braun Strowman. He was, you know, you, you can complain that, you know, maybe Nakamura shouldn't have been the first person eliminated, maybe that you would have liked to see a little bit. But Braun Strowman was the last person which makes you think they have to have some sort of big plan for him going forward. We don't yeah, know exactly I what mean, that I, is. I'm but Strowman Okay, but then
0: but when you, are you... When you, are
2: you? Could, you could easily get Kurt Angle and Triple H at Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, I'd i prefer that. I'd <sighs> like to, to blow that off early and have Braun in a big... Because right now, unless we assume... Because if I, we're, I if that we're still assuming, assuming Reigns-Lesnar, which we should still be assuming right. it, then Braun, what he's doing is a little bit shaky right now. So I'd be okay if you told me that Braun was wrecking Triple H at WrestleMania. I think it's going to be...
1: like uh, I, th- I thought it was going to be... Kurt Angle and Triple H at Royal Rumble because I always thought it was going to be Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan at WrestleMania. And I still think that is the plan. But I, I had no idea that. I mean, Braun Strowman versus Triple H, that sounds dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds like a match that I would totally like to see because you know Triple H is put on a good match with Braun Strowman. Right. He's gonna, even though he's not going to win, well. I won't say that too loud, but even though he's he's not going to win, I don't think, over Burnstone Real WrestleMania, like, it would still be a believable match, and because of everything that Triple H has done in his career, and Braun Strowman would get a massive love from that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um... And I guess if what we're saying is Brock Lesnar is still going to be the champion and we think he's going to face Roman Reigns, so you can't have Strowman either in a championship match or against Brock Lesnar, so really what else is there that's bigger than that? Then I I, I will probably right. tend to agree with all of those things. I, I guess my disappointment would be, one, I think you could either have Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns not be for the championship. I get why you want it to be because you're trying to recreate a Roman Reigns moment that you missed out on a few years ago. So I certainly understand why you feel inclined to do it that way. Um. Yeah. If if that's what all. F- about,
1: I mean. I mean. It could be Brock Lesnar versus Roman for the Intercontinental
0: Championship. Um. No. Brock Lesnar is <laughs> not going for the IC title. It's a big no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like where your head's at, pal. So yeah. I mean, you it like with- could be a
2: triple threat. Like if if they don't somehow put Braun into the title picture, then yes, Triple H. Makes
0: sense. Yeah, I'd say it makes sense. I guess the question becomes: Are you doing? Are you doing anything with Triple H and Jason Jordan? Are you doing? Are you definitely doing Triple H, Kurt Angle at the Rumble? Like you know, there's all of these things that are sort of there on the way over the course of the next few months. But again, all of it's fine. Nothing was necessarily huge on the SmackDown side. It leads us to this division with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. And again, the question becomes: If that's the route they're going. Is it just as simple as well Kevin Owens is going to be wrestling on the behalf of of Daniel Bryan and that's all this is going to be or do we need to have the conversation again about whether or not with Daniel Bryan's contract coming up WWE is considering the possibility of allowing him to do something? I think those are all conversations that come out of this because if it's and just is
2: Daniel Bryan going to be a heel and how is that going to
0: work? Yeah, that's a, that's a big part of this too, right? Like, really, Daniel Bryan is a heel? Really, really? Uh, I mean, but
1: he's a he will be a heel but he'll be working with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn who are both heels and they both get cheered. So it's like doesn't really like they're just going all in at that point. Because it's not like Kevin Owens gets cheered every single time he comes out, as does Sami Zayn now. I mean sometimes people are stupid fans like to be dumb and not cheer for people that they cheered all the time. But um like Sami Zayn gets cheered most of the time and he's still especially now that he's back with Kevin Owens, He's going to get a lot of cheers, and Daniel Bryan can do that as well. While and they just
0: go all in with each other, right? And look, they've they've still failed by not changing his music. That's been that's been really detrimental to trying to turn you know the the, the tide on that. When people like something, they can sing along to. I mean, it's it's the reason why Bobby Roode, who should absolutely be a heel, can't be a heel at the main level because we all want to sing along to his perfect music. Um, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I guess I need it flushed out more because, I again, I thought we were going towards Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. I, it, does that change? I don't know, I don't know I why. Mean, like, I was yeah, going to say, I, I, I,
2: was, I always thought that they'd keep this longer. I, I think that you know there is the question that Kevin Owens did leave Sami Zayn in the ring, so is it possible that they I, are starting to I don't the think you can have that? Kevin
0: Owens just... And not betray someone for long. I mean, this is his character his character is he's going to betray you. Can you really go longer than than seven months without Kevin Owens betraying someone? I just, I, I feel like that's who he is. That he has I mean, to res- do that. WrestleMania
2: is in four months. So three months. Yeah, yeah you can yeah, go another four months from it.
0: So you would. So in that world, he betrays him at WrestleMania. No, or he betrays him
2: at you know right before Money in the Bank or something. Like you can go a little farther than Mania.
0: Okay. I mean, okay, so what are you doing with Sami Zayn then if you're just doing Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon? Well,
2: I, I think the question is how big is this getting? Is this going to turn, you know, is this, you know, if if we're assuming that this is Daniel Bryan and he's not only doing the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, he's also responsible for the NXT women coming up and wreaking havoc on things and this is turning into basically a full-fledged civil war. I mean, this could be an eight-man tag or a ten-man tag by the end of it, by the time we get to WrestleMania. This could take a lot of different fluctuations, and, uh, you know, could be interesting.
1: <sighs>
2: Do you like... Attend- I, I don't think that happened. I
1: yeah, I don't like that at all. WrestleMania minutes, is not... I don't think that happened. No, it's bad. But my thing is that um, about the women coming up... Well,
0: hang on. I wanted to save that. I'd really like to save that if I could because I want to talk more NXT later. Okay. Um. I, I just... I. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting enough because we like all these people, and because and the power dynamic is always good. That's always good for professional wrestling programs. Um, it's just interesting to see how it plays out. Let, let's let's dive back into everything else that happened. Um, Raw was the winner, but it means nothing, which is again my sort of my sort of problem with all of this, right? Like I I like in theory Raw versus SmackDown. I'm good with that, and I did like that they at least attempted to in the main event on SmackDown. Paint a picture for why these guys, why it mattered to them, why were SmackDown superstars pissed off at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? At the end of the day, did it really change anything? I like the role they were having Byron Saxton play of. You know, if you win, it's better for your family. You get more exposure. It, it's all very tertiary. It doesn't actually mean anything, but I at least like the fact that they're attempting to paint that picture. Those are the types of things, AJ, you regularly bring up, right? Like the the, the unspoken things. I don't
1: things. understand why that is a like- – why? Why do you need? Like, if the, if, the, if the common consensus in wrestling is if you win, you get paid more, right? Why would anyone never like? Why would it not?
0: Because plenty of people them? have won and then just disappeared. Because there's no fact that that's not based in fact with I what mean, actually happened. Look,
2: look at what happened coming not? out of Survivor Series. Oscar was the sole survivor, and she's the only woman not involved in the title picture. Think? Apparently, who? Who do you think? Quick question. Who do you think that?
1: Uh, uh, the top two
2: paid people, top three paid people in WWE are
0: people that are never there. <laughs>
2: uh, who are they? Now? What are their names? Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar, Triple H, and John Cena. Yeah, I don't count Triple H. I'm talking about like just pure wrestlers, not
0: Brock Lesnar and, but- and John Cena, who are never there.
2: And
1: who's the third one? I Maybe I
0: Roman I actually Roman think the third Man- one might be Big Man- Show or Kane.
1: Uh, it's Roman Reigns is the third one.
0: Okay. So all of- right. So. So one guess of the what, top three guess as far
1: three, as, guess what all three of those people do all the time.
0: Well, they used to win a lot when they were on TV a lot.
1: Uh, Roman Reigns wins all the time. Yeah, right, So one of, of one of the three. One of the three. John, John, you literally just said, I can feel good about it if I... If Wait, I but he's if not
0: on TV. Th- he's not there.
1: But what does it have to do with anything? Because that
0: matters. You have to be there in order for that theory to work. They have to address that in order for that theory to work. You're pulling that off an article you read on Forbes. WWE doesn't address Forbes in their programming. They don't do that. They don't literally do anything. Kevin
1: Owens' entire thing is that he's a prize fighter, and when he gets a title, he gets paid for. That's literally his whole gimmick.
0: Okay, then why is it that not everybody that gets titles is already... Why is it that guys can win titles and literally disappear? Why can Dolph Ziggler go from being in the main event at SummerSlam to not being on television? These are the types of holes that exist that you have to close up. You've got to close those things up. What does up?
1: that you... have to do at all with someone making more money when they win? Like, because they win and then two months later they're not on the show? What does that hurt I don't to think, think it was even think... two months
0: later for Dolph Ziggler.
1: Okay, even if it's not, what does that have to do with my point at all? Like, how is that a...
0: 4%. He won a number one contenders match And did he make the most money Or he disappeared from television Who Dolph Ziggler Last summer
1: He won a number one contenders match
0: When He win? was a number one contender Going into SummerSlam He won a number one contenders match For the heavyweight oh, you're talking championship on,
1: yeah. Oh okay I get, you're talking SummerSlam i This whole time That's why I'm
0: confused. No I'm saying that it doesn't exist. You can't just say that this is the way that it is because it's not the way that it is. You have to paint the picture. In theory... Literally,
1: you still have not made any argument against me. You're just saying... No, I have. I've presented all
0: of that. It is not as simple as saying if you win, you make more money. That doesn't exist. Some of them do. Why doesn't it? Because I just gave you Dolph Ziggler who won and didn't make more money. I, I can present plenty of them over the years. Ma- Did Jinder Mahal, Mahal make, make a He's lot more money? Yeah, is Jinder Mahal the highest-grossing uh, WWE superstar this year?
1: You're, you're, you're an idiot, bro. If no, not, I'm not. You, make, you, you don't not, like my you argument. Listen, no. You're, you're not making the same argument I am. Right, correct. I mean, saying, I, well, you listen to me speak for once. You cut me off too much. When I was talking about it, if you, it's just like a, a football contract or a UFC contract or one of those. Just because you win a belt or you win a title or you win things like you win a match in wrestling. That doesn't make you the highest paid wrestler on the roster, but you personally get more because of your contract incentive. That's
0: an. But they stop. don't address that. They never talk about that. They never yes, say they
1: when. That's the literally says when I win belts I get more money. from He
0: doesn't my say friend. it's because there's an incentive in his contract. He never says how that.
1: Okay, then explain how that makes sense otherwise.
0: It doesn't. That's the problem. That's what we're saying.
2: And and, 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 and and here's the is, to, to, to bring this, this full circle and, and to try to stop this a little bit, that doesn't address la- that doesn't address Survivor Series because none of them were in title matches. Yes, but if you win a match oh, my God. oh, if you
1: win a match in any fight, the winner gets more money than the
0: loser. In the UFC, yes.
1: In every in And actually in- that's not even
0: that's not even necessarily true either. If Floyd Mayweather had lost a fight to Conor McGregor, he still would have been paid more than Conor okay, McGregor. Yes. So,
1: so, okay, point out the one exception to the room. But there's oh, exceptions like that all the, the time. To the like, there's not 5,000 boxing matches every day where the winner gets
0: paid more than the loser. Uh, I have, I mean, I can't speak to every boxing match that happens everywhere on the planet, so I don't know how that works. And in fact, I, actually, I, I can tell you, there are plenty of examples of where someone was given more money in a guarantee no matter what the result was. All that being said there's nothing wrong with saying that, with saying, by the way we have incentives and that's something that exists here, the WWE has never addressed that, in part because one it's, it's kayfabe, right, that, that's not real, it's not something they do, it might be a good idea to address that more and to make that something that exists it exists in other places because we know it exists, because the UFC comes out at the end of the night and says, this guy got this much of a bonus because he won that fight they don't do that in the WWE so simply saying, it exists because I think it exists, doesn't work in a scripted program. It's not that I think it
1: exists. Literally, characters, including The Rock, including Ric Flair, including Kevin Owens, throughout the years have said that they make more money when they win, or they make more money than other guys because they win. They said it over and over. They again. do it vaguely, they, they
0: don't that. say
2: it specifically about each it was- match. They've, but, and sometimes they bring it up for title matches. I've never heard someone say on a random Raw, hey, if I win this undercard match, I'm going to make an extra two, th- two grand.
1: Like in Storyline?
0: Yeah, like on the show, yeah. correct.
1: So so you think uh, every jobber
2: gets paid the same amount as whoever defers them? Say what? I, I think that they have, they have never addressed that, say, when... Ah, uh, name a name a match that we saw from this past week. Let, let's say Alexa versus Charlotte. They never said, "Hey, if Charlotte wins this match, she's going to get paid more."
1: Uh, okay. That's the point. And they, and they never, and they never told you when Cam Week got his 10th sack, he got a hundred thousand uh, dollars contract bonus until he got his 10th sacks. Right. Like, <laughs> there are things about everybody's contract. But
0: but again, the, the NFL play. isn't a scripted. Uh, <clears throat> to my knowledge, the NFL is not a Terrible scripted there. program. That's not, it's a completely different circumstance. You need to get people to buy into something matters because you've written a script. Why does any of this matter? Why is it that I care about winning? Okay. Well, if, 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 if I had a hundred match win bonus, you might want to mention that I'm coming up on my hundredth match win. And that's why this one matters so much to me. Something along those lines. It's, it's very easy to do. You guys are fucking nerds. No! You guys
1: are thinking about... Like, like literally, it's, it's supposed to be... your argument is that it's supposed to be, like, it's a fight. These are people fighting. In fights, the winner gets paid more. Yes, but there are Much plenty of fighters that
0: regularly back out of their yeah. fights. There are plenty of fighters that regularly do things that are underhanded. There are plenty of fighters that regularly... Sometimes fights yeah. just end without a winner. We, this are the and things that exist.
2: They get intentionally disqualified. Why are they doing that if they're going to lose money if they get intentionally disqualified?
1: Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Why, why does a football
2: player wear socks that are wrong on the field and lose $10,000? There's examples from this in all sports. And they get asked about it. Yes. They say, why are you okay with losing all Yeah, it's the something that we want to know they about. Don't, they don't get asked about it, actually. Well, sometimes
0: we don't find out about it. That's true. They sometimes, they yeah, because sometimes it. we don't, don't find don't. out about it.
1: Exactly. So you, so don't tell me that you do. You don't ask them about it because, guess what? They just made a dumb mistake. That happens in pro wrestling, too. They're like, if you're trying to sell this as a storyline as people talk, like, there are more than enough examples that can clarify any problem that you have with this. They're just are just to ignore it.
0: No, they're not. They've never talked about incentives once. It's never existed. There's never been anything in storyline about incentives in the WWE. That has not been a thing. So, Kevin
1: Owens'
0: promos don't exist. What? No, they don't. He never says anything about an incentive. He talks vaguely about getting paid more to win, which is great in theory. Everybody should get paid more if they win, right? Like, hey, we're going to get a better contract next time around if we win this time. He never says a word about, I get an incentive bonus if I win this match, because it would be insane if that was the case, the number of times that Kevin Owens has bailed on a match. It would be insane. Your theory would be bonkers if what he was suggesting was there was an incentive bonus. You sound dumb! No, you are!
1: Do you know how many pro football players get fined tens of thousands of dollars every week because of their cleats and they don't care?
0: Then they don't care about the incentive bonus. If that's what you're saying, what he's saying, again... Kevin
1: Owens Owens and Sammy Zayn got sent home and probably fined for their actions. That wasn't in
0: storyline. They didn't do that in storyline.
1: My point, my point being that people do these things all the time. If he can, if he can do something dumb in order to get himself sent home and signed in real life,
2: why could the character not also do so in storyline?
0: Then you address because it because you're
2: you're saying that his his whole motivation is to get more money. So if his whole motivation, if that is a major part of his character, then if that that is you know one of the the cornerstones of his character is he's a prize fighter, he cares about making money, then he should care if he loses money. It, it, you I'm
1: have sure to go both ways he,
2: on it.
0: He does care when he loses money. Then why does he bail on so many matches?
1: Because sometimes money is not the most important thing.
0: Then he needs to address that.
1: I mean, that's, I mean, that's human. We're just pretending human nature doesn't exist,
0: but N- okay. No, no, no. I'm not pretending human nature doesn't exist, although the WWE pretends human nature doesn't exist all the time. That's part of the reason why we watch, that we, we throw out some of that stuff. All that being said, <laughs> Human nature? Yeah. We, we let a guy live in a garbage disposal for three weeks. <laughs> yes, we throw out human nature regularly if we watch professional human, wrestling. Human
1: nature and reality are not the same thing, my cousin.
0: Okay, fine. There's plenty of examples of this, AJ. You They're know, not as a f- the same thing, my guy. You're, you're, you're right. They're not the same the thing. Point. Correct. There are plenty of things that you wouldn't do. Your human nature wouldn't lead you to do that you do in professional wrestling. Yes, those things exist. But you have to explain them. All of this has to be explained. Again, it's easy to say something like, you want to win because you're a fighter. And vaguely, yes, that works. If you're a fighter, you always want to win. But the problem is there are too many times where somebody prioritizes something else over winning, which you just explained explained regarding Kevin Owens' human nature, right? So why did any of these people care about winning their matches this weekend? Why did any of them care about it if ultimately when it was all said and done, you know, truth be told, there might be something that's better for them. They're not getting anything out of it really or this vague thing that you think exists that they've never addressed this incentive bonus that they have never talked about ever in the history of ever if that's what they're fighting he's just for. Ignored
1: every Kevin Owens
0: bonus no, he's for never those. said anything about an incentive bonus, AJ. He's it's never, never existed. But if you win and you get paid more, that is a little No, it can be you get a better contract the next time around. It's you are not
1: an- Win and, paid more, in theory, that is literally
0: and again, the they clearly don't insane. care about that in every fight. Okay. So why all did right. they care more so this
1: they're time? Drawing,
0: uh, no, I'm not. So, okay. I'm telling you that they don't care at all about winning matches every time around. Why did they care this time? Why is it that they're willing to throw other matches for human nature, for these things, but this time they couldn't? Why? I've already explained myself. How? You haven't answered that uh, question. What do you mean? Literally, they
1: get paid more if they win. That but they the get
0: way paid way. more to win every match. Why are they willing to throw some matches and not this match? In your theory, they get paid more to win every match, but there are plenty of professional wrestlers that are willing to lose other matches and weren't willing to lose this weekend. Why?
1: Because they didn't want to this time. Is that that part of a concept? Because that's all we're
0: doing. This is what you're going to come up with. Because, because nothing. What
1: are you talking? Literally, there's no difference between this If they wanted to win the match, they tried harder to win the match. You act like people don't quit on their team in football and basketball and every other sport. You act like the guy who bought box, fuck, what's his name? Uh, The boxer that literally killed the guy with dreads, the heavyweight.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name. I do remember the story.
1: Yeah, uh, he literally. The guy did not throw a punch in the fight because he was terrified. But he took the fight to take the check. And guess what? He got his ass whooped. He stood no chance. Why would he do
0: that? Why? Well, uh, he did that for money, the same way that James Ellsworth would do it. Because some characters do that. Because that's the way that it works. Why did they care this time? Why was it different this time? That's the part that you haven't told me yet. Literally, I
1: don't have... I'm telling you why it's...
0: You've told me, generally speaking, that it gets you more money. Why does it care? Why do you care about that this time when you don't care about that every time? No, but you have to tell me why, AJ. That's the point. I'm not telling you I care about everything equally every time. Their job is to explain why. Why do we care about this? Why does it matter more to them this time? What are they getting out of it that they don't get out of it other times that this one is so important?
1: Survivor Series is another example.
0: Okay. What does that mean?
1: Are we going to pretend that the fact that it's Survivor Series... It's not a bigger deal? Like, we're just going to throw out the fact that... Well, they'd like it to be, yes.
0: They'd like it to be, so, sure.
1: Oh, so then why couldn't... If they wanted to be, why couldn't those characters want to win that match more? Because it's Survivor Series.
0: Okay, and that's their job to explain that. That's their job to say, we think this one matters. We think this is oh, more than just God, a match. Bro.
1: I don't even know why you guys watch this match. Like, this is, do you watch wrestling or do you: watch
0: Well, this whole thing started by me trying to give script. them credit for the fact that they were doing they were attempting Literally, to paint the you picture. Just
1: write, you don't watch wrestling, you just write the script.
0: Well, I know, but if they want to give me that job, I don't think I would say no. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've applied for it. If there's an open application, I'd love to apply for it. I have no interest in that. This is the nature of wrestling, man. This is part of the story. It's like watching your favorite TV show. You watch things and you say, I don't understand why that character would do that thing. This isn't just a sport. It's not that simple. Mm, if you view it as a sport, it is that simple. Well, you can't do that. You know that. Why can't you? Because you in a sport, nobody gets left in a dumpster for three weeks. <laughs> but, you know but, that.
1: But, but you're watching it to see who wins and see who loses and to see the match. But right? you know that's it's not, like, not true. I'm, I'm aware. I've known wrestling has been fake since I was eight years old. Right. So that doesn't mean that I can't also say, well, I mean, you know, I watch for the athleticism of it because I'm an athlete. I'm not just somebody that thinks they can write the script and can't touch their toes. I like it for that reason, so I view it as a athletic contest.
0: Okay, and so you don't care about and what happens. When you don't enjoy anybody's don't promos. You don't think anybody's promos matter.
1: No, they do matter, but when someone has bad promos, I don't really care. And when someone has... Like, when people, like, that's also why you'll never see me boo someone for no reason. If someone can wrestle, I don't care what their character is, I like them.
0: Okay. For example,
1: for Phil example, Balor can wrestle. I love him. His character and his combos absolutely blow.
0: Well, I know you've been hitting that uh, heavy the last couple of weeks. I've heard that plenty. I understand that. and I'm not even really going to try to argue with about that. I I, I think people like Finn Balor because of his entrance, and I don't think they've given him much from there. But he's got a great entrance, and that matters a whole no, boatload. No, people
2: like Finn Balor because he's from the Indies.
0: Well, no, that or, helps, but I think that, that...
2: That certainly
0: helps. I think it helps, but I absolutely think that if Finn Balor didn't have the same entrance that he did where everybody got up off their feet, this was the problem with Bray Wyatt. He had an amazing entrance, and so it was really hard to get him over as a heel because he had an amazing entrance that people like participating in. We are a dumb Trump. people. We are a dumb, dumb people. And that's not just wrestling fans. That's the entire country. We voted Donald Trump as president. We are a dumb, we, stupid... We, hey, man, you can like it or not. We. I'm not saying you classed it a vote for him. We, I'm saying as a American, country, and an you, are American, 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 you are part of Donald the group Trump's of people different. that voted for uh, Donald I mean, Trump as president no, I did not. I, I did not i'm not saying president. you specifically i'm saying Sorry, we I'm as a can. people are stupid and when somebody has a fun entrance the same way when they have a fun stupid catchphrase we are stupid and we like chanting along we are a dumb dumb people that's who we are and it's not just wrestling fans it's the entire world we're all very stupid for
2: dumb people though we want to a reason to care about our finishes. We like the matches, but you know, if we just like the matches, if we just like the winners and losers, we'd watch UFC. We watch wrestling for the storylines, for the be- start, middle and end of everything. That oh, you don't necessarily oh, 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 get in boxing oh, oh, that you don't normally oh, 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 get oh, 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 in UFC. Oh. And when they fail on the start, middle and no. end, I do think it has problems. No, you lied. You just said that people that we don't watch the wins and losses, but people who won't because
1: you went too much. So it's not the, that's not the. That's not the
0: singular reason, man. Um, you know that. Mm, it's not the singular reason. I don't mm, think that. What? But
2: you know what, if they gave gave Roman Reigns the greatest storyline in the history of the world, if they booked him perfectly, like, we hated Braun Strowman a year ago. We love Braun Strowman now because he was given a beginning, middle, and end. Stop, yes, I'm saying we as general wrestling fans, we can see this, uh, that people's minds can be turned uh, over perfect booking because of the beginning, middle, and end because
0: of the storytelling. That it's not just the wins and the losses. Why do why people story. like Roman Reigns now? Because he he still does a lot of winning. I noticed that they he won on Monday they night. I
1: don't like Roman Reigns
0: now. Well, did you hear him. the crowd on Monday night when he won the Interna- Intercontinental Championship? Did you hear the crowd on
1: Survivors? Uh, Survivors?
0: Yeah, there were more smarks there. I agree, but did you hear the crowd on Monday night? Okay. Would that have happened? No. Would that have happened no. in March? Would he have gotten that reaction if he won the IC title in March? No, he
1: definitely wouldn't.
0: Okay, has he done? As he's lost, by the way, since then. But when he yes. won. He won on Monday night. People didn't have a problem with him winning because the storyline's been better.
1: People didn't have a problem with him winning? Is that your
0: argument? Were you not at WrestleMania last year? No, no, no. On Monday night. I didn't
1: say he
0: got booed Monday night. That's the point. The point is what I'm saying is your argument is that Roman Reigns only got booed because people didn't like how much he won. He won on Monday night. He was winning and he got a positive reaction. It's not about winning and losing. Okay. Remember that next time. Remember that, that next time what?
1: No, no. Remember that next time because you guys, you love to pretend like these arguments don't like when you're talking about Roman Reigns winning like in the past wasn't the reason people didn't like him because people like him now for a completely different reason because he joined the Shield. Remember because the storyline changed. Remember this next time John Cena's on the card and you try to say it's not Cena in the match. I pick John Cena because you say that because wrestling fans don't like John Cena and didn't like John Cena because he wins too much. Except and when he, he did, faced he Roman
0: Reigns and the storyline was different and they liked him all of a sudden.
1: They don't.
0: They did? He got, blue, he got he, They got a useful suck tank on
1: Sunday. That was 48 hours. Uh,
0: yes, when he worked with Roman Reigns, that wasn't happening. When he worked with Roman Reigns, they liked the storyline better and so they cheered John Cena. Not. Yes, cha- nothing changed about late. how much he won. They didn't change anything about how much he won. John Cena still won all the time, except for that match, obviously. Um, But in the buildup, he was still winning all the time, and the storyline changed, and so people liked John Cena.
1: No, people just hated Roman Reigns more. That's part of the
0: storyline. That's the way (laughs) it works.
1: Uh, they didn't really like John Cena. But well, they were cheering wow. him. How, how did we go down this? Part? I don't know. I don't know what just
0: happened here. I have no idea what just happened, but this happens regularly on this show, and so I'm used to it by this point. I don't um, understand. Again, all of this is my way of saying it would have been awfully nice if on Monday winning would have mattered. If on something would have happened on Raw that would have made it matter that they won on Sunday night. The other big plot hole that nobody wants to talk about is the fact that Triple H helped Raw win when it seems like his wife wants, Shane McMahon, or wants Kurt Angle fired. So if you want Kurt Angle fired, you created a scenario where Kurt Angle could be fired if you lost, then why did you have him win?
1: Because they didn't want to
0: lose. Again, you wanted why? him fired. <laughs> the yeah, motivation wanted- you presented was that you wanted to fire Kurt Angle. You have the opportunity to fire Kurt Angle just by making sure that you lose. So You also have the
1: opportunity to fire Kurt Angle whenever the
0: fuck you want. But you created a scenario where he had to win or they were going to fire him. You did that. You painted that picture. And in storyline, again, what we know is they want him fired. Stephanie wants him out. But yet, those things don't gel, man. It, isn't that the reason why? You don't see that as the reason why Triple H did what he did at Survivor Street? Because Because they, they didn't fire because, him afterwards.
1: No, but I'm saying, well, just because the Kurt Angle didn't really. He can say Kurt Angle wasn't part of the win.
0: Okay, but they didn't fire him. They could have fired him. They didn't. Kurt Angle, or, or, or Triple H, was able to control that in the situation that he was in.
1: So you're saying uh, so you're saying they should have wanted to lose more than they wanted to?
0: Yes, I'm saying that they should have wanted to lose so they could fire Kurt Angle because that's what they wanted. That's the motivation well, that we knew for them.
1: Well, did they say in the storyline that they wanted to lose so that Kurt Angle could be fired? But they didn't say that they, they wanted
0: was... to lose. They said they wanted to fire Kurt Angle.
1: Oh, but now you're saying, because they didn't say in the storyline that Sunday when it was tied, they should have wanted to lose, even though they never brought that up in the storyline.
0: They wanted to fire Kurt Angle. They had a way to fire Kurt Angle. They brought that up plenty in storyline, yes.
1: No, but they, but they didn't say he wanted to. They, they, they wanted to win, though. They said they wanted to fire Kurt Angle if they didn't win, but they won, right? So they, that means in order for them to want to fire Kurt Angle more, they should have wanted to lose. But you just told me that they've never presented a thing in the storyline, when they to yes, but
0: they did present a thing in Story 9 where they wanted to fire Kurt Angle, and they had the opportunity to.
1: Mm-hmm. They wanted to fire Kurt Angle for what reason?
0: Because he allowed the SmackDown to, to in, no, infiltrate no, no, the no, show. No, I mean, they wanted to fire him.
1: Mean, what happened?
0: They wanted to fire him. That was the point. Now, they were they going to fire, to fire him if they lost, but they wanted to fire him before that. They wanted to Do fire I mean, him after he allowed SmackDown to invade the show.
1: So if they wanted to fire him before that, why didn't they
0: do it then? It's a great question. It's a tremendous question, but they presented a scenario where they could.
1: Oh, so you can pick and choose when you want to insert things from your mind. No, no, no. I like think they're all plot
0: holes. It's That's okay. the point. That's yeah, the point that, that, that I'm, that, I'm that trying that to make. Thing's inconsistent. Yes, the whole thing is inconsistent, which is exactly what I'm trying to say. You nailed it. You nailed it. I appreciate you making my point for me. You it's nailed okay. it. It's completely inconsistent. It doesn't work. With your mind, yes, it is. No, it's not. like Explain how it's consistent. Explain how it's consistent. They want the guy fired. They could. They don't. They say, we will if you lose. They want the guy fired, but they don't lose. Now they can't fire him. But they could
1: still win. What's that? They want to win the match. Because? Because they want to win.
0: But what happened from there? What did they get from that? The one thing that we know in storyline that they want is they want to have Kurt Angle fired. They could have done that. They didn't get that. All they had on the other side is they wanted to win a match. Is that
1: the one thing that we know in storyline? Because they were going to fire Kurt Angle if they lost because they wanted to win.
0: They didn't want to be That's, invaded. He allowed them to have the show invaded.
1: Okay, you can say that too, but they wanted to win more than anything else.
0: For what reason?
1: Because they wanted to win.
0: That's it. That's all you got is because they wanted to win. Because they presented an actual thing on the other side. Are
1: people. So, so now So now people aren't supposed to work to win?
0: I don't think and I ever like said that.
1: Element storyline?
0: No, no, no. I don't think I've ever said that once. What I'm saying is they presented an actual tangible thing that they wanted to do otherwise that they had the opportunity to do.
1: If they did not win.
0: They wanted to fire him before they presented that scenario. And they
1: didn't.
0: Correct. It's wildly inconsistent. That was the point. You nailed it. That was the point that we made. It's wildly inconsistent. It's fine. Uh, I'm still going to watch wrestling. I did this week. i probably going to still watch I again. So. What's that? <laughs>
1: You I don't think I'm gonna I am going to i think I'm gonna have watch wrestling if I gotta talk to you guys
0: about it. <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. That's the you point really, you nailed it. No, you, got you got it don't make
1: sense. Why do you watch
0: No know no no again, it. explain to me how it's consistent. It's okay. I'm not telling you it's gonna mean that I I'm gonna quit never, watching I wrestling.
1: Never, you know how it's consistent? They wanted to win.
0: Then why did they present a scenario where they could get the thing that they wanted by losing?
1: They didn't. Why
0: wouldn't they have presented a scenario they, where if we win, we get to fire you? We want you fired. They made that clear. They wanted him okay. out.
1: Yes. They wanted him out if he didn't. They said that, that before they
0: presented him. the scenario. They wanted him they, out before the scenario was presented.
1: When did they present that?
0: They presented that after it's, uh, they got invaded.
1: You mean the same promo she said if you don't win a Survivor Series or
0: fire? No, they in that, presented that after that.
1: I do not believe that's true.
0: They put him and on I the team that night? They put him on the team that night. Yes.
1: So if, if all they wanted was for him to be fired, why did they put him on the team that night?
0: I, it's a great question.
1: Because they wanted to win, and they thought they gave him he gave them a best chance to win.
0: Again, what? there's a wild inconsistency there of Jason wanting him fired and wanting why, him on the team to win. Why did they take
1: Jason Jordan off of the team and put that they wanted was to get Kurt Angle fired. It's, it's a great question.
0: <laughs> it's a tremendous yes. question. No,
1: it's not. Yes, because it is. Hey, <laughs> you're pretending that the thing they wanted more than anything was Kurt Angle fired. And guess what? They may have wanted Kurt Angle fired, but the thing they wanted more than anything else was to win.
0: then it's inconsistent. It's Why? so easy. You're, you're, you're saying literally what I'm saying. You're not hearing right. it. Yes, they're saying, you're saying the most important thing was winning. They presented a scenario where they wanted Kurt Angle fired. The two things couldn't gel together. You couldn't do both things based on the picture that you painted. You did that. Correct. You painted a picture okay. where you wanted Kurt Angle fired and you wanted to win. But if you won, you couldn't fire Kurt Angle. You wanted
1: Kurt Angle fired if he didn't deliver.
0: No, you wanted Kurt Angle fired because he allowed the show to be invaded
1: but they put him on the match as a, in the match as a chance
0: to deliver. You're saying that, that, that what they were doing was being benevolent?
2: I think what I'm he's gonna... saying, he's he's saying that, he, basically you guys are, are kind of dancing around, but what he's saying is they don't want to fire Kurt Angle. They, right. they, were, they say he screwed no, up so no, badly no. that they no, would, no, but they no. don't really want no. to fire him. Because if they really wanted I'm... to fire him, then he'd be fired by now. Well,
0: that, that's why it's also inconsistent. They put him in a match with his job on the line, and yet they they could just fire him anyway.
1: They don't want him... Yeah, exactly. Okay,
0: so it's wildly inconsistent.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) They don't want him... They don't don't care if he's the GM. They want him to do a better job as GM. He let them get invaded, so they put him in the match in order to try to make up for that, and they wanted him fired if he didn't make up for that, and they didn't win. But they wanted him fired before that.
0: They wanted him fired before there was a match.
1: Literally the same promo that she said she wanted him fired is the one that put him in the match.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if uh, you're right about that one, Glenn. I feel like it's, it's. It I was, think it was the promo where no, you're, I'm not where an where idiot. She, first, she, s- she returned, she returned and immediately cre- uh, put him in the match.
0: That right, like the, correct, but the actual your job is on the line part of this. She laid out the problem. She said we don't like this. This is the issue, and then put his job on the line. Correct. Yeah, Why not just fire him?
2: Well, that, I don't know. Because, that's always been the problem with because the because This is, is the that issue. They have it's power, wildly they have inconsistent. Power. So you're saying every boss ever has just immediately fired
1: someone and not given them something that they had to do to make up for something?
0: No, I don't think I said that at all.
1: But that, that's the scenario you're playing for Stephanie McMahon.
0: In this situation, because she's Stephanie McMahon, yes. She's supposed to be evil. That's what she does.
1: But she wanted to win. That's why she put Kurt Angle in the match.
0: Okay, so now she doesn't want him fired or what?
1: No. Why would she want him fired now?
0: The, so win. they're all good, right? They're going to be on the same page? Everything's going to be fine? Probably not. But that's the point. <laughs> that's the issue. You're going to keep doing this thing. And it's fine. I get it.
1: So you're, so you're on the same page with everybody you work with as we have this entire conversation?
0: N- no, I don't, but I don't hold that power. I mean, I, I, I can't, I'm, I mean, I don't actually, for the most part, I think I'm on the page, the same page as everybody I work with. So now that I think about it, I can't think of, except Separation. maybe you. Yeah, yeah, maybe you. Um, that was the
1: point I made. I said, as we had this entire conversation.
0: Well, yeah, but I can't fire you. Nor would I want to, for the record. I like the fact that we disagree. <laughs> I enjoy that. I think it makes for good banter. Um, no, I think,
1: that, I think that you guys think way too much about the intricacies of the smallest details and you just don't realize that this
0: just I think you that you run. don't want to address the fact that it would have been easy for Raw to have gotten something by winning. That's a super easy thing to do, to provide motivation for everyone to say, Hey, by the way, if you win at Survivor Series, this is the benefit that's gonna come with that, and make everybody want it more and make that outweigh something else. They want a match now what? Now they have the same problem that they had before, which is they don't like Kurt Angle. It's the same thing. Nothing's changed for them. The same shows exist in the same time slots. The same ratings exist. Nothing changed tangibly by winning that match. The only thing that still exists is the problem they had before, which is that they don't like Kurt Angle. So why would it have been difficult at all for them to say, if you win Survivor Series, you get something. Anything. First pick in the next Superstar Shakeup, Whatever. Some sort of motivation to say, here's why all these people... Care more about this. Well, here's the thing, though. You said
1: first pick in the Super. Why would anyone? Why
0: would they? A show? If it's just the
1: show you're on, why would you care if that show gets the first pick?
0: Well, yeah. the, the well, performers I- might not, but Stephanie McMahon would. You would also need to do something for the performers. Yes. It's very easy. We've already suggested the way that you do it is by making the number 30 slot in the Royal Rumble up for grabs. Something so that on Monday night, when you're gloating about winning Survivor Series, it's not just and none of it mattered. That's the problem.
1: I don't understand how that's a problem, though. They wanted to win.
0: And they won. Now what? They won. Okay, that's it. And now they get to fuck
1: shit for a year.
0: Against who? They don't see each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, how much you want to bet that people from SmackDown are going to see people from Raw multiple times before this time next year at Survivor Series? When? Whenever. The Royal Rumble. WrestleMania. Uh, so you think they're gonna in the
0: middle of the Royal Rumble have like a segment where they talk shit? What?
1: No, but I'm talking about like the announcers are gonna see. There's gonna be well, one Byron of the announcers Jackson. is
0: on both shows.
1: That's my point. And then <laughs> so, Byron Saxon's Jackson, Byron gonna be on Raw. He's gonna talk. Sh- uh, they're gonna talk shit to Byron. Like these are things. But are he's on
0: have- both shows. <laughs> like he won and he lost. So how is there any ability to talk shit?
1: There are be the only announcer going back and forth. I don't understand why winning is just like a thing that doesn't matter
0: to Because they're making because it, it that it way. It doesn't. It doesn't that's matter. That's the point. It's cool. What? Like, for that night, it's a neat feeling to feel as though you won. Then what happens tomorrow? You you go back to work. <laughs> that's the and, point. And you do it over again. Right. With the idea being, tell me again, how that's better than if the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble was up for grabs.
1: I didn't say it was
0: better, but it's not inherently wrong. Well, I, okay, now you're parsing. So no, you am not. You That's agree that my scenario is better, better, is what I've you're saying. So the said, scenario that I wanted is better.
1: I've never once said it wasn't.
0: Okay, we're good. I think never. that we're on, on board again. What else happened this I've, weekend?
1: I've never once said it wasn't, but the point I'm making is that winning in and out of itself is a good enough thing.
0: Except for the fact that it can easily be better. Easily, yes. without trying. It's super easy to make it better.
1: Okay, yeah. If you put pepperoni on a pizza, it's it's fantastic. If you don't, is it still good as shit?
0: I mean, if it's a good pizza, yeah.
1: It, uh, exactly. And is Survivor Series a good pizza in terms of cards?
0: Yes, in terms of what it was for a night, it was great. Well, I mean, it was good. I, it, I mean, NXT was, was great. great. NXT was yeah, great. Don't... Survivor Series was was good. It was
2: fine. It was a totally it good paper. It, it it was, was an all star game. Very good. Very entertaining in the moment. And doesn't matter. At, to name one player. thing that
0: happened in the uh, the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, Isn't that literally like one of the points? Yeah, that's the point. The point is that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the point. You don't know anything that happened in the Pro Bowl last year. You don't know anything that happened in the MLB All Star Game last year. You don't know. You have no idea, because everybody stopped caring the next day, because it mattered nothing. But you know who won the World Series, and you know who won the things that mattered. You know who won the AFC Championship game last year to go to the Super Bowl. You know all of those things. You know everyone who won something that mattered. You don't know who won things that didn't matter. They don't matter to who? To the people that are watching them, the people that matter the the most.
1: But the people that are in them, do they matter?
0: Well, again, to some extent, apparently, in the the context of everything matters, yes.
1: So if, if they won, they themselves won.
0: Do you remember who won the main event of WrestleMania for the last five years? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you I remember also, who the Royal Rumble winners were for the last five years? Yes. How much do you remember about Survivor Series for the last five years?
1: Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Sting.
2: Uh, about three, three was years those? ago. What would you say? The, the first example you brought up was something from three years ago, when it did actually matter because they put stakes on the line.
1: Yeah. Um, thanks for... I mean, he asked me to bring up things
0: from five years ago. So How much... Do you remember as much about the Survivor Series uh, as you do about the Royal Rumble or about WrestleMania? No, you don't. Of course not. Would you, would you remember more if what happened at the end of the night was something that mattered? Would you remember if that mattered? I
1: never once, once again, said that I would not. I am just saying... As someone who is a competitor, if you are in something to win, that win, in and of itself, is good enough. It's a reason why you would do something. And it's as a someone would join a team who's a forward. viewer,
0: who wants to be compelled, who has chosen to simply not watch the Pro Bowl, couldn't tell you the last time was that I watched a Pro Bowl, As and again, we like comparing this to real sports, right? That's what we're doing here. Um, as someone who used to, when he was a kid, watch the MLB All-Star game all the time and now doesn't even bother putting it on for the first inning, um, that's who you're working on. You want me to watch. Make it matter. Really simple. Make it matter so I'm more compelled to watch. Make it matter because that thing that I like, everybody, every average – I actually watched um, Survivor Series with a group of folks at Mark and Perry Hall's house. And everybody in there, we were talking about the idea of going to the Royal Rumble, and everybody, including people that hadn't watched wrestling in forever, were geeked up about, oh, man, I want to go to the Royal Rumble, because everybody loves the Royal Rumble. So if this thing that I'm watching affects the thing that I enjoy, the Royal Rumble, I'm more inclined to be interested in it. I'm more inclined to want to watch. I'm more inclined to enjoy it. I'm more inclined to maybe one day make a trip to Survivor Series, because it matters, because it feels like it's not just bragging rights. Okay,
1: so quick question. You think the card that included Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles... It, it was, was, was a great
0: card, classic yes. Classic
1: match. That is the... P-
0: wrestling is what you're watching. So that's But what you're, you're getting all of matters. the same things otherwise. I'm not wanting... I'm not saying trade in Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles. Give that up so you can get this. Give me Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles and tell me how it matters moving forward. I want both. That's not hard.
1: You're allowed to want both. I'm, I mean... You're allowed to. I I don't pretend that one is worse. One is terrible because it's not. Did I ever
0: say it was terrible? Did I? Did I say that? I mean, if I said that, I will happily take a botch. I don't believe in any world I ever said it was terrible.
1: uh, What are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that they didn't give you a story, like uh, another thing that made it matter. Yes, you are acting as if you think it's
0: terrible Again, Aaron, I'll leave you to the impartial. Did I suggest in any way that it was terrible?
2: No, I don't... I mean, did I even that say I anything believed,
0: that was close so to terrible? I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if, if I did, I spoke out of turn. In no world have I suggested it makes it terrible. And, in no world do I think... I mean, you literally
2: argued about it for which isn't necessarily no, Because you and I
0: argue. That's what we do. That's how this show but point works.
1: Being, if you're willing to argue about it for that long, that means you think the difference is that it's terrible.
0: But you think because that my scenario you, is better, and yet, yet you're was, still arguing about it.
1: If you didn't think it wasn't terrible,
0: fact, No, not it.
1: they didn't have another thing, that they didn't have something that got out of it, like the 30th spot in the wall or something like that, if there wasn't a reason for it, if you did not think that that was enough, of, it wasn't important enough for them to just win, and that would be something that they would want to do, that is why you argue with me for the last half an hour.
0: No, I argue with you for the last half an hour because I like arguing with you. That's, I, 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 are you new here? That's what we do. No. We, we like to argue. No. no. Because you believed every point that you set. Well, I do, yes, but it doesn't mean that I think it's terrible. You're you're drawing a line that the notion that I would argue about it means that I think that otherwise it's terrible. Not that's that not the case at all. It, not
1: that you would argue about it, not that you would argue about it, but the fact that you would argue about it just
2: vehemently for this. No, ball. it
0: means I'm a broadcaster. I do that every day for two hours about football nah. and I don't give a fuck about football.
2: Here's that is yeah, not I, I, I think let's determined. I think we need to go to a break here, Priest. I do want to Yeah say just I disagree. One thing. We're good. You you, you said <laughs> AJ, you said that the most memorable moments in recent memory from Survivor series was Dolph Ziggler and Sting, right? That that was kind of your yeah. most your why were those so memorable? Was it because of the match or because of what was involved in the match? Because of the stakes. Because there was something coming out of it that mattered. That's why that match was so memorable. That's why that moment was so memorable. No,
1: that match was memorable
2: because Sting helped Dolph Ziggler win. Like, I could not And, and what happened? About what happened with, coming with, out but, but why was it so important that Dolph Ziggler won? I could not tell you. That's the point I don't remember. Well, I do think that's it's different
0: that it involves Sting. I, I actually, I mean, it's Sting Sting doing anything. There were, were storylines coming off of
2: it. If, if, Sting, if Sting had helped him win, and the next day they just said, eh, doesn't really matter, might not be as memorable. The fact that it became the storyline for the next three months, four months, that Sting came, screwed over Triple H, and helped Dolph Ziggler win, and had pushed the storyline further, that's part of the reason why it's so memorable.
0: Well, again... No, not to me. Yeah, and not, I... I I'm actually going to side with AJ I a little.
2: Me, because I don't remember any of that.
0: Again, that involves Sting. I mean, Sting showing up mattered just because it was Sting. Because okay, we well, haven't okay, seen Sting in a WWE mattered. ring. It
2: mattered the next... Something from it mattered the next day. Well, I agree. Okay, yes. That is also true. Yeah. I didn't say that that was
1: a bad thing that that happened. I'm yes. just saying that okay. I don't remember what, it, what happened after that at all other than it led okay. to Triple H and Sting's match. All right. now, but the point is, something from that mattered the, I the I next day it, but well, nothing from Sunday mattered the next day and pinning uh, Seth
0: Rollins I believe correct uh, that, that sounds right but I can't I can't even swear by that I, I, look again I think it's different I do think it's a different argument because it involves Sting and Sting showing up anywhere was going to matter I, I, I think that it is a separate argument but I understand that again I think you're both dancing all over it I think we're all there I think we all just yelled a lot what else happened this weekend that mattered
2: uh, should, should we no, we're going to talk NXT for, in the next segment
0: what? we're going to talk NXT in the next segment so just knock everything else out what else do we need to knock out
2: uh, that was kind of the most important thing that happened on either Raw or SmackDown the next day. So. Yeah,
0: right. I mean, that, we'll we'll get into that. I mean, anything else from? Boy, everything else. It was an I, exhibition. AJ Brock
2: was dope. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I was concerned at the beginning because it looked like Brock was gassing out early, and then they the next ten minutes were amazing.
0: Right right it ended up being tremendous and when it started there was this real fear setting in of oh god we're doing this again like we couldn't have just had Brock do this to Jinder Mahal but yes it ended up being tremendous and the best match of the night um and, and I don't
2: that... know if that's true Glenn.
0: what do you think the best match of the night
2: was Shield and New Day that yeah,
0: was really was good sure. it was really good you are the
1: it was literally
0: amazing. It was really good. You're not lying about that. It was really, really actually, good. Hold on
1: Brock, guys. I can actually tell you what our listeners think the best bachelor that I
0: All was, right, very know, good. Uh, Put up a poll at jobbing out show on Twitter so we can check that out and get results. Look, they were both really good. I'm-
2: I mean and I'll, I'll just say, you know, that match showed why, you know, we get annoyed that Brock goes away and comes back. But we're always watching when Brock comes back because only Brock can do that. You know, when he started slamming AJ out right. of that uh that uh, it collection. was a pretty My dope God. that was
0: a pretty dope sequence that was a yeah. pretty now there was also the part where like everybody that I was watching it was like I don't understand why he doesn't just bash his head in <laughs> like there was that moment where you're like yeah this is cool but also if this was a legitimate fight you would just bash the guy's head in and then and
1: then he did and then he did yes and it was amazing
0: yes there was a little bit of that alright
1: I have I have our poll result
0: alright um
1: I our I like to call our listeners jobbers yes I asked all our jobbers, what the best match of Survivor Series was. With 2% of the vote, it was comment with other picks. Uh, they literally did not comment though, so fuck them.
2: Uh, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll just say it was Elias Matt Hardy.
1: With <laughs> 5% of the vote, uh, Uso versus The Bar, which I thought was a live fantastic. Match.
2: It was good. It was very good. That was a solid match. Yeah, very I'm, good.
0: Um,
1: that's why I put it on there. I always put my three favorite matches of the night on there and then I let people pick how they want. Uh, New Day versus Shield came in second with twenty four percent of the vote, but yes, uh, our listeners believe that ju- uh, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles with sixty eight percent of the vote was the best match of the night. And by the way,
0: I have no problem with going either one. I'm not. Th- this is. I don't feel so strongly about yeah. it. They were both very good matches. They were both outstanding, and I enjoyed this them spot a great where,
1: deal. Where Roman uh, speared, I think it was Kofi into the back of Big E so to break up the pin was
0: amazing. Yes, it was tremendous. I mean it was it was awesome. It was awesome. All right. Um we'll grab a break here. When we come back in, uh NXT was unreal. It was yes, unreal. And obviously there were implications that led into Monday and Tuesday night. So we'll discuss all of those next. I'm glad he's Aaron and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is jobbing out. They say you're only as strong as the company you keep. The US Army keeps you in strong company. If you want to stand out, the Army can give you the training you need. To take advantage of the strong options waiting for you, visit GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at
1: www.GoArmy.com slash football.
0: There's strong, then there's Army strong. Paid for by the United States Army.
1: Velveteen train.
0: back in here for segment number two it is jobbing out glenn clark aaron oster from the baltimore sun and rolling stone and of course the main event a.j yeah. francis of the washington redskins um just warning you boys our levels were perfect and then we all started screaming in the first segment yeah. <laughs> so, as I looked up at the uh, recording we were, between,
1: we're, yeah, we started screaming because you're an
2: idiot.
0: Right. This, <laughs> now we're going to do it again. That's how this is going to go. Is going to go right back to our levels being terrible? Uh, because that's how I that's feel like you should out. always
2: just bring down the like we should set the levels and
0: then we should just bring, bring them it all down, down. Be prepared. Right be prepared the, for what's yeah. going to happen from there. Yeah. That's a great point. I might want to start thinking about that. All right. Um, so yeah, we talked about uh, Survivor Series. Saturday night. My God. Um, I, I don't. I don't. how's the tow truck? Yeah, I'm so pissed off about this. So I ended up watching it on, so like split between Sunday and Monday. And the cool part was, you want to know how amazing this is? I'm in, the only spoiler that I knew going in was everybody telling me how great uh, uh, Cassius Ono, or no, sorry, not Cassius Ono, Jesus Christ. Uh, Alistair and yeah, Alistair Black, and Velveteen, Dream. And Velveteen Dream was. And uh, I, for somehow, the internet told me that Lars Sullivan beat Cass- uh, Cassius Ono. Somehow, someway. I was able to watch to split between Sunday night and Monday afternoon without knowing that there was a new NXT champion. That's um, nice. Which is amazing. Without knowing who won the women's match, right? Like, I managed somehow to avoid all of those spoilers until Sunday and Monday. Uh, first of all, everything that everybody said about it, it's, this is the problem with people overhyping a match, is that you then don't get the joy of watching it the way that everybody else did. Now you're watching it in the context of this is supposed to be the greatest match ever. So I was nervous about that with Alistair Black and uh, Velveteen Dream, and yet it was still at least that good, if not better. It was yeah. amazing.
1: I mean, it, uh, I, I as said as it. I said it at the time. Goes, as far as storytelling goes, I mean that was the best match of the year. No, no question to me. I mean, as far as like working in what actually was built in the storyline, building up to that point, um, and uh, like also concerning the fact of how great it actually was, the match itself. Uh, it was just—it was just
2: at another level. Crazy yeah. that you know the, what happened to the storyline building up to it enhances the match. But uh, as as I was say, I said it to AJ. Me and AJ yeah. watched it together it Saturday night, and I turned match, to
1: but, you. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> how many, I, other, I to how H... many other matches had this year have been great that had nothing to do with the
2: storyline that was coming up before?
1: The, the Mimi, best
2: so shut the goddamn mouth. Best matches, <laughs> the best matches have come from storylines. But as I was saying, as I, I turned to you and I said, that whoever the agent true. was, whoever put this match together, uh. deserves a credit and be a huge race and probably deserves to be up on the main roster because, like you said, that was a beautifully put together match, taking elements of the storyline, just putting together a great match, involving everything together, and weaving it into one of the better matches on both the main roster and NXT of the year.
0: Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: It's one of the best matches of the year. But also one of the best matches of the year was New Day versus The Shield, and also one of the best matches of the year was Brock Lesnar versus The and neither one of those fucking matches had anything to do with telling the
2: storyline. Which was the best of the three. So shut your goddamn mouth. Which was the best of the 3 Go ahead.
1: I didn't hear what he said. Which was the best of the three? Uh, of the three? Alistair Black and um, uh, Velveteen Dream. Yep. Okay.
0: I agree. Um, look, there's there's one issue that I think comes out of that for them, which is I don't know how you keep Velveteen Dream heel after what you happened don't. on Saturday night.
1: I, I told Aaron that. You don't.
0: I just don't, you don't I don't know how you can. I, I don't think there's any world in which you can keep him a heel.
1: You don't. That's my point. There you are worlds you can do is, it, but I there are worlds admit, they don't the want to go down. That, he is the person that's going to be chasing and win the belt from um uh, Andrade Cien I don't well, I, I think
2: that's
0: Alistair, personally. I don't but. know if it's Al- I think that there's an Adam Cole factor that we'll have to get to in a second.
2: Well, but um, yeah, right now he's a heel, so I'm assuming it's not going to be a yeah, heel. yeah, but I got another, but I got
0: a similar question about that. I, we'll get back to that in a second. um i I agree. I think that what comes out of this is I, I don't think you can just go back to your same plan for Patrick Clark or for Velveteen Dream. Now, all that being said, I think he can be a face as the Velveteen Dream. I don't think there's any reason why that character can't be a face character. I think it's actually very similar to the New Day in that way, which is like, it, it can be a fun character. I think that's part of the reason why it you, works. You definitely
2: have to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, but, but I yes, there's no world it. where yeah. it, the
0: Velveteen Dream should be a fun character, right? He's the Velveteen Dream. You should be able to have fun with that. Um, so I think that works. Um, honest to God, I think that of the two of them, Alistair Black makes more sense as a heel, um, Correct. Then, then Velvetine Dream does, um, and I, I think that's the direction yeah, that. You have the would...
2: entrance problem though with him.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's the same problem we talk about with other guys. Is that I mean you can but get... no. His entrance is definitely more demonic, so it's a lot
2: easier. Right. It's, it's demonic,
0: but it's awesome. It's awesome, but it's not sing along awesome, which I think is a completely different yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the difference. You know, I, I think sing along awesome fucks you. That's why Bobby Roode couldn't stay a, a heel is because it was sing along. I don't think you can have a sing along heel. I think you can have, and you can make an argument that it's comparable to Bray Wyatt and the struggles they had, where Bray Wyatt wasn't sing-along, although at times it was, as I immediately take that back. He definitely did a lot of sing-alongs, so never mind. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that you can make that entrance work, or you can just get rid of the funky door. I mean, like, you don't have to have the door there. And, the and candles. Or, Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think you can, again, it can look demonic with some of that stuff and and still work with Aleister Black as a heel. I think that's a, it's something that you can do, and I think it would make more sense for him to be a heel moving forward and for and for I, Dream I think to be you a make.
2: I think if you want, you can make both of them a face. I, I think you just have to separate them from each other.
0: Yeah, I hear you, but I think it's going to get into the other problem that I have, which is I really... I, I, the biggest moments outside of that match for me of the night. Look, Ember Moon winning the women's title is great because it's Ember Moon and because she's been deserving of it. It's almost, though, a little bit disappointing that she didn't get to have her moment beating Asuka, but I get it. You right. can't have anybody beat Asuka. She's Asuka. You know what I mean? Like, I I understand why they kept Asuka protected and didn't let Ember Moon go over Asuka, but... And, and
2: they're finally addressing it on the main roster, thank God.
0: Right. But you like Ember Moon so much, and she's so good... That that was the one disappointing part of the moment to me, is that here you have Asuka coming out to present the belt, and it's a reminder that she didn't beat Asuka in order to get it. You know, like, yeah. I, that was the only part of that that, that was disappointing.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I said right after SummerSlam was, my one disappointment was that I thought you could have created Ember, you could have created a moment there, and you don't have But
0: moment. I get it. You want Asuka to yeah. be undefeated, you want her to yes. be a buzzsaw, and she's amazing, so I have no problem with that. I think you have an Adam Cole problem, too. Because I think coming out of War Games, one of the issues with War Games, and, and by the way, as a match, holy fuck, I don't care at all about War Games. The match was a 10. It was amazing. The work that they did in that thing to make me give a shit about people that I don't give a shit about for the most part, like, I, they they killed that match. Slaughter. Who, it? who do you not Who do you not care about in that match? I don't match? really care about the Authors of Pain. I really don't. And frankly, I don't really care about Sanity either. And the Truth be told, I, I don't think they've done enough to really care about, um, you know, Cole, Riley, or Fish yet, like Cole, O'Reilly, or Fish yet. Like, it's, you want to like them because they're, the Smarks want to like them because they're indie darlings, but as far as showing up, all they showed up as is a buzzsaw. They showed up as Sanity, and what have I gotten out of Sanity for two years? Eric Young's okay, Killian Dane is weird, um, and has had his moments, but all of them have lacked a connection And part of it is because they fluctuated. Who's a heel, who's a face? Sanity was supposed to be crazy heels, but then suddenly when they faced Authors of Pain, they were faces, but then Authors of Pain got Roderick Strong, who was supposed to be one of the biggest faces of the company uh, during the course of the year, but then that didn't pay off because they backed him out of his big moment. So, like, why do I care about any of these people? What have they done to make me care about one of them more than the other or to say, this is who I'm rooting for in this match? What they instead did, which was wild, was take nine guys who were all kind of tweeners. I mean, I guess I guess there's no world in which um, Roddy's very clearly a face. But he's but he's tagging with authors of pain. So is he clearly a face, or was he clearly a face that now is a tweener? I, I there was just tweeners everywhere in this match, and that it, it ended up being fine. I'm not as it turns out. It worked. The star of the match was War Games, right? They sold War Games more than they sold, you want one of these teams to win. They sold, oh my God, the brutality of this match. And holy fuck, it was brutal. It lived up to everything that they painted the match as and why the match was the star of the show, except for one thing. I think Adam Cole stole it. I think that coming out of it, when you have 18,000 people doing the Adam Cole baby chant, multiple times during the course of a match and he's killing it with great spots how is that guy a huge heel coming out of that how is that guy not your star coming out of this huge match where the entire arena a full basketball arena of people are chanting his name as he performs great spots in this amazing match how is he not the star that you're building around moving forward who uh, I be? think
2: he can be the star. I think that if you're saying, how is he, you know, basically, how is he a heel is the overarching question there. The answer is, and it's something that when when I got a chance to interview him last year, he kind of talked about, you know, we this isn't the the heel face dynamic isn't a new isn't a a you know, NXT problem right now. It's everything, especially when you're talking about Adam Cole and where he was in the bullet club. and he basically said, you know, in the ring, people are going to cheer for me, people are going to boo me. I can't really control that that well. But what I can do is, in the build-up to the, to the match, I can make sure that I'm a heel. And if you you know you take the Undisputed Era and you start playing the numbers game, that's how Undisputed Era can be heels. In the ring, he might get cheered for. He just He has to make sure that outside the ring, he does enough where he's not.
0: But why back off of a star? Why back off of someone? Well, I,
2: I was I was surprised he debuted as a heel. But once you well, have your, a, the the I position mean, no, they're in, Cole, that they are in, is doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: What do you mean?
1: Well, I mean, what what did Roman ever do out of the ring that made you boo him like a heel?
0: Yeah, he I mean, okay. Over,
1: he overcame so many odds all the time.
0: Right, but what, what I I I get in theory. I'm not, and you're right. It doesn't paint from one person to every person. But in theory, what he's saying is. I can control what I can control in the meantime. And even if you like me, I'm going to try to make you boo me. That's the, that's the Kevin Owens concept, right? Like everybody loves Kevin Owens, but he's doing everything in his power to make you boo him. It, it, it's not always going to work, and I think that's what you're touching on, AJ, is that, that there yeah. are plenty of examples of that. It won't. You can't control what other people are going to do, try as you might. Um, you can do a great job at what you're doing, but people can determine that. My question is more if you're in charge of NXT how do you look at 18,000 people chanting this dude's name and him looking like a fucking rock star and then do anything other than saying we should think about building the show around this dude for a little while we should maybe think about him being the guy that everybody wants to see that everybody wants to scream out his name and that looks amazing why wouldn't you look at all of that the same way that I'm suggesting it with Velveteen Dream how do you not look at that and say we should rethink this picture because the truth is like People like Drew, but let's not pretend like Drew is so over as a face and is Shinsuke Nakamura. He's not. Wait, He's... wait, wait. I, I don't know if don't...
2: Drew's in the picture. You guys don't know? What? Drew's gone, bro. Well.
0: Well, I mean, I okay, fine, and there's that. He,
2: he I... hasn't, yeah, I mean, he hasn't debuted yet, and he might be injured. No, 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 so... no,
1: no, 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 no. Oh, I just assumed that it's just public knowledge. Oh, well, guess what? Uh, I got a little tidbit for our listeners. Um... Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre tore his bicep in the match. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, I think we knew that yeah, he was yeah, hurt. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah. I don't. I, I don't think we knew how seriously he was hurt. So you're saying he's going to be out for a while?
1: I mean, a torn bicep. Yeah, is, correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is a, a
1: long injury. No,
0: correct. No, you're absolutely right about that. So, so right now, who are your guys? It should have been Roderick Strong. I've been through this a million times. I don't want to go back and it revisit will st- it.
1: It'll still, it'll still be Roderick Strong. But you
2: uh, got double Dream. You got Alistair. Uh, if you're talking you're about the Alistair? title picture, if with with, I'm um, talking about um, Brian, who is the
0: face that you are building the show around.
2: Oh, that's Adam Cole. I, I think, I think Adam it, Cole and, and that's Alistair where I'm Black
0: is but my thing is, top heel, heel he top
2: face. He got there
0: though. What's that?
1: I think it's been Adam Cole since he got there
0: though. Well, okay, but I think that they got he got there as a heel. I'm saying moving forward, he's the guy that should be selling you merch. He's the guy that should be, you're postering, you know, you're putting up everywhere as this is the reason why you're coming out the shows. And I'm not really trying to make him Shinsuke Nakamura because, you know, there's, there's one Shinsuke Nakamura. But I'm, s- I'm saying that he should be that guy. That, this, that coming out of Saturday Night, what I saw was he's the star of the show. He's the guy that I'm watching because of. Adam Cole is the reason why I'm here, because he looks like a fucking million dollars, and everybody's into it. Um, and, and I, by the way, I, I feel very good about uh, Velveteen Dream, and I don't think it's impossible that you continue that route with Alistair Black. But again, I came out of that match thinking it should go the opposite way, and Alistair Black should go heel, and Velveteen Dream should go face. I so think- what
1: comes out of war games,
0: though? What comes out of war games? Adam Cole comes out of war games. No,
2: nah, but like what... From, like storyline and stuff. What comes out of work. Well, I
0: agree. I mean, I think it would have been nice if it mattered for one of those guys. I agree with that.
2: Uh, I mean, I I oh, okay. thought that the, the person who got the pin it. was going to, to use up, that so. to get the title shot at the next ticket. Yeah, I mean, it's if like it's Cole, I don't know if it's.
0: Well, no, no, no. No, I, I'll give you this, AJ. If the match had sucked, I bet I would have bitched about that. Yeah,
1: that's
0: true. <laughs> that's um,. True the story of the match was always about war games. That was the story that they told. The story that they told, and the reason why you cared is because you were getting war games, which you don't get. You've never gotten it. I've gotten five-on-five Survivor Series matches before. You've never gotten War Games. They made War Games the star of the show. That was what they built an entire pay-per-view around, was the, not even really necessarily who was in it, about the fact that you were getting something that you had never seen before, about that there being an era of professional wrestling fans that don't know what War Games is, and you're getting something that is, holy shit, really is better than your typical... Okay,
1: yeah, you're talking about, okay, so right now you're just describing why that one show was cool. So in theory, that same thing happens with Survivor Series when you consider AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, Shield versus Day, and the Survivor Series matches, and all the other matches on the card. You can do this, I can do the same argument there.
0: So no, I'm no, you're just giving gonna... me matchups. You're not telling me about. You're getting something that I've never seen before.
1: Have you ever seen AJ Styles? You, a Star-
0: matchup. Before? You're not telling me about a type of match I've never seen before.
1: So it's only important if you've never seen the
0: matchup. No, it's a cool matchup. It's a cool matchup. Nobody ever argued that AJ Styles' Brock Lesnar wasn't a cool matchup. Again, if I said that, I, I, you're going to have to That's do your best to come up with That's it. It was a That's cool matchup. They built War Games as, this concept is so brutal someone might die. That's why it matters, is because it's so insanely brutal. This is so ridiculous that people have, they they built promos about every professional wrestler talking about how their life was altered by participating in war games. That's how they built it. That someone's life is going to be altered just by being a part of this match. But as I said, they did an awkward job. It was awkward. It was weird. And yet somehow the match was so good that I came out of it with something. I came out of it with a Adam Cole. And if I hadn't, I probably would have sat here and had the same conversation. All right. We're gonna do this for We've 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 danced around. How many episodes have we done this for?
2: 143, I think you said at the beginning.
0: Literally,
1: all your arguments (laughs) against Survivor Series stack
0: up for War Games. No. No, not at all. War Games is the next NXT TakeOver. That's what it was. It's fine. It's totally fine. They did that. Survivor Series is supposed to matter more. That's the point that they're trying to make to you, is that it matters more than every other pay-per-view. They didn't make it that way. They made it like...
1: Did they
0: not? Did you not see Brock Lesnar AJ I also saw the. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I saw that the Shield was reuniting for the pay per view before that it, you couldn't even name. I have seen cool matchups. I saw Roman Reigns face John Cena at No Mercy. So cool matchups don't make it more worthwhile because they're doing cool matchups at every pay per view at this point. I got a Shield Triple Threat at what was the name of that pay per view? Battleground. We actually know that because we were there. But the point is. The cool matchup part of it doesn't make it a more elevated pay-per-view. It's the notion that what's happening matters. That's why the Royal Rumble matters more. That's I why guess, SummerSlam I
1: guess that's, how, I guess that's what you think because I completely disagree.
0: Why with do you love Money in the Bank? Why do you want to go travel to Las Vegas to watch Money in the Bank? Because Is it because you know you're going to get cool to matchups? Yes. No, it's, it's because isn't. you know what happens matters. No.
1: Dude,
0: Stop, do you dude. You not, not
1: realize I would have flown to I would have flown watch
0: the you didn't put it on your bucket list we did a top five list yeah, of bucket list things know. and you because put money in the know. bank on your bucket list because,
1: yeah because I didn't know the card. If I would have known
0: Correct. Card, you didn't know the what bank. the money in the bank card was. You said generically, you want to go yes, travel. No, I when did. we talked about bucket list, you said specifically, I want to go to a money in the bank. Not this money in the bank because of who's on the card. I want to go to a money in the bank. We did a top five list of bucket list things, and you put that on your list generically because it was money in the bank. Not because you knew who was fighting the on the, the card. Is-
1: Money in the Bank, in and of itself, is better than Survivor Series. Because you know
0: that
2: what happens matters. matters. Really quickly, Money in the Bank, dual-branded next uh, year, supposedly. That's
0: that's smart. They they needed to do that, and they should have done it this year. Because it really is the the fourth biggest of the year. They want Survivor Series to be one of those, and it doesn't take much. They can get it there. Just continue to give more. It's not hard. Again, I, I keep coming back to... They did a pay-per-view. I like the pay-per-view. I would have really liked the idea that on Monday it would have mattered. All
2: right, We've been going for two hours, and we haven't talked about the most important thing that's happened this week.
0: Well, I don't know about the the most important thing that's happened this week. Well, going
2: forward, we've just talked about how nothing mattered on Sunday. It's an important
0: important thing that happened this week. Um, uh, As uh, we were tipped off to by A.J., there were uh, quite a few new faces that showed up this week. Um, None of
2: us uh, expected these faces, though.
0: Yeah, a, a, an odd an odd group of them. Um, well, we, we knew the page was coming back at some Not point. Not really. What do you mean?
2: The WWE is smart, man.
1: When oh, I agree, that, actually, with, I
2: agree 100% with you here.
1: When they see something that works, they find ways to do it their own way. They always have. They always will. Guess you, know, you, you do realize this female? This is just probably like a female call, right?
0: Well, which one? Where there,
1: where there are people on different shows that all have the same objective, which is just to be- the betterment of themselves. So
0: you think that they're going to brand them that way?
1: Yes, I think that all three of the people on well, all three of the people on SmackDown will be part of the same crew.
0: Interesting.
2: I, mean, that would... I think it makes sense. They they did mirror images oh, yeah, of each correct. other, so there has to be some connection. If, there. if, if not, Otherwise, it's just super it weird, sense. right? Yeah. I, <laughs> if, if I, I,
1: I, I, I honestly don't know. Like I do have some insights on NXT shit sometimes, but I honestly don't know about this. What I assume this is going to happen is that this is like the female Bullet Club, and Paige
2: is basically Finn Balor. Well, I'm for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> funny because I thought coming, you know, after Raw, I was like. Oh, this makes such this positions Page because you know we were talking about okay who's Asuka chasing? There's no one really that makes sense for her to chase because she's a buzzsaw. Now, if you bring in Page with backup, then all of a sudden there's someone with her that can you know she can conceivably case because there's the chase. There's the number game. You add SmackDown to it, it it does become okay. We just saw this on Raw. How does this make it different, or are they somehow related? You have to go one way or another with it. There's also the question of did Daniel Bryan bring them in? Is this a you know exactly what the question well,
0: is? I mean, but they alluded to the idea that I, he did.
2: That, yeah, I but, 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 but why did, did he and bring them in
1: cause not havoc? Right. But I would not be surprised if all six of them showed up
2: on NXT together.
0: Well, would you oh, we so, have?
2: So you go through all three brands and have them. Yes. Do that? Because huh. I don't. I don't think that.
1: I don't think that. Um, like there's a spot for obviously there's a spot for Paige. Paige can definitely get things done, um, but she's done it before in the past, and she has star quality. She's already proven that. Um, but who's the star on SmackDown?
0: I mean, it well, would be Ruby Riot, question. I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah
2: so Rub- Ruby seems like the leader. The but
1: but the, the other two girls, they're going to be involved. But I mean, they would probably do better if they were also those. Other minor girls, whoever, whichever they end up picking, go to NXT and wreck shit there too.
0: I don't disagree with that. Um, it,
2: it would be different. It would be different, but it wouldn't be wrong.
0: Right. I mean, I, I guess you'd have to to figure out how that works. Like, are all six of them allowed to go to whatever show that they want to go to? You know, in-
1: no, I think I think in that instance they wouldn't be a part of NXT. They would just be coming back to fuck people up.
0: Okay alright, so they'd just be showing up and invading the way that we've seen on yeah. Raw and SmackDown. It's interesting.
2: I mean, it's... So, so, so they're just agents of chaos, which... A, right. not a terrible... And typi- uh, nickname, yeah, but- yeah,
0: it's not bad, and it's typically very good. It's a good wrestling trope. It's typically very good when there's a, a chaos agent involved. Um, I, I'm I'm in favor of it. Um, it I'm, I'm in favor, as I say, of anything that involves women's storylines that are not the championship, because they don't do that enough. They don't do it well enough. They They... they Screw that up regularly. Um, I think it'd be a kick-ass storyline to have a, a a faction, a dominant faction of women that that just truly didn't give a fuck. Um, I think that would be excellent. Um, you know, I I guess let's just see where it goes. And that's the cool thing about this is that like I came out of it interested. I came out of it intrigued. Um, I couldn't tell, however, whether they were you know the Monday. It was immediately. Paige wants to fight uh, Alexa Bliss, wants to become champion, and that's all this is going to be, right, is just the next number one contender for the championship who happens to have two henchmen, or if there was something that there was more significant from there. So um, it's a lot of options. A lot of options for where you want to go with this direction. But I'm good with all that. I think the other thing that, that makes sense Paige is...
1: also that, didn't get the pop that I thought she
0: would. No. Um, she, well, she got it for a moment, right? She like, got...
2: Yeah, I mean, part of it, it's been 18 months. Yeah, it's like, been a
0: while. It's been a long time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. And I think there are also people that were kind of confused. I think it would have been a better... I think the pop would have been bigger if Alexa Bliss had come out and said, I've run through all of you. There's no one else who I need to face. And then there had been Kurt Angle saying, well, there's one... And then it introduced Paige. Like, I think that would have... And then let... that introduces her as a face. Correct. That's and the problem. I didn't want exactly to do that. Exactly right. So I think that would have generated more of the pop that AJ was talking about. I'd have done it that way. But, yeah, I think that they were purposely trying to do it in a way that introduced Paige as a heel. And so um, it works out. I'm fascinated by it. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I think it's awesome. Um, you guys did see who the sixth,
2: because AJ did tell us there were six NXT
0: people coming up. You guys did see who
2: the sixth was, right?
0: No, I didn't see.
2: Uh, on two oh five live. They aired a promo for Hideo Itami.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. That makes sense. That makes sense. Very good. All right. Um, have we handled everything? Other than uh, we need to scream at each other more, obviously. But have we handled everything that uh, that we needed to handle from from the past few Uh, days?
2: Never again a five man booth. Never again.
0: Yeah, it was a little really convoluted. That was that was tough. That was Awful. that was tough. Um, I I get that they're in this awkward spot because Corey Graves is working both shows, but just have I, I don't know I don't know you just have, have
2: switching and out for every match. Yeah, right?
0: something like that. You're gonna have to figure something out because I'm with you. It was too much. It was entirely too much. All right, good deal. We'll grab a break. When we come back in. Cool story. Sherman Wood is the football coach at Salisbury University. He happened to coach one Enzo Amore, who I know is a fact. I have it on reliable sources, certified G and bonafide stud you can't teach that we're going to talk to him about whether or not he knew he had that on his hands when uh, he was uh, coaching enzo back in the day uh, when he was called eric arndt his name so we'll deal with that next i'm glenn and he's aaron and he's the main event aj francis this is jobbing out Everyone knows that Full Circle Tyrant Auto in Abingdon, that's where I take my vehicle whenever I have any issue whatsoever. And that's because there's a Full Circle difference. They understand my vehicle is my life and they know they need to get it taken care of in a timely manner and work with me to make arrangements. In fact, the most recent time that I took my vehicle to Full Circle Tyrant Auto, Dave, he simply gave me a ride home personally after I dropped my car off there. That's the difference they make at Full Circle Tyrant Auto. You can stop in and see them. 1304 Governor's Court at Unit 110 in Abingdon. Give them a call, 410 676 2277. That's 410 676 CARS, or find them on the web, fullcircletimeonauto.com.
2: You're soft, you're sloppy.
0: they call calling me poppy.
3: Rolling in bench, around in beat of July. back
0: in here on jobbing out segment number three glenn clark aaron oster no main event for right now and aaron we got a fun cool local story that i wanted to do this week because we've been fans of this guy for a long time of course this guy being enzo amore and i noticed that he was hanging out back at his alma mater recently and the man who was his coach When he played football at Salisbury University, he is still at Salisbury. He has been there now for 19 years. Very successful football coach. It's a pleasure to welcome into jobbing out Coach Sherman Wood. Coach, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week, and happy Thanksgiving.
3: Well, thank you very much, Glenn. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Uh, Glad to be here.
0: You got to take me back to the first time you laid eyes on Eric Arndt. And tell me about who the young man was then, and if you had any idea of what type of life was ahead of him.
3: Put it this way, I am not surprised of what he's doing right now. Because <laughs> my first impression of him was like, wow, this, this guy's pretty serious. You know, he's pretty aggressive. I, it was one of those type of intros. I mean, he was very confident. He was aggressive. He said, coach, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I am like, wow, you know, this is a new kid in the, in our program. I I don't know if he really knows about our program, but he was very um, confident, and uh, he definitely had a great determination to be successful. And uh, you know, when you think about it now, I'm like, wow, you know, uh, I'm not surprised what he's doing, and I'm not surprised of uh, the success that he's having.
0: Wow, uh, can you take me back to who he was as a football player? Like, I, you know, we know of course Enzo Amore, the larger than life personality and successful professional wrestler, but Who was Eric Arndt, the football player? He was not scared, number one.
3: He would go up against a 6'8 kid. He would look a 6'8 person in their face and tell them that I'm going to take you down. (laughs) Sounds familiar. I'm I'm, I'm not kidding you. I mean, you know, back then you think, look, you know, kind of slow down a little bit here. All right. Uh, We don't do it that way here. Oh, okay, coach. All right. Hey, I'm going to get you. I'm going to, you know, that kind of thing. And. You know, I tell you, he was one of those kids, if you put him on one goal line and put another opponent on another goal line, and you have them meet at midfield, Eric Arndt was the type of kid that would uh, probably win that battle. Uh, I can tell you, he had a huge heart. A huge heart, and, uh, you know, he didn't back down from anyone.
2: You know, he's known right now, probably the thing he's best known for is – the the way he talks especially on the microphone to big groups of people was was he like that back at salisbury could he really uh command the the locker room when he was given a chance when he spoke everyone listened
1: <laughs> mm. Mm. Mm.
3: <laughs> when he spoke everyone listened no doubt about it and uh he uh i'm telling you it's so it's so strange this was definitely made for him yeah you know, what he's doing now was definitely made for him uh, but I tell you what, he he wasn't a bad football player either, you know. So he 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 did did some pretty good things for us. I mean, uh, his last year, I believe, he had 50 tackles and wow. had a couple sacks and interception. And you know, he was um, you know, he wasn't one of those guys that just was on the team. He made an impact on our team.
0: He is Coach Sherman Wood from Salisbury University. He joins us here on Jabbing Out as we're discussing the uh, cruiserweight champion Enzo Amore, who played for Coach Wood with the Seagulls. Um, coach, you know, one of the things that, that sometimes rubs people the wrong way, and we've heard stories about people maybe taken aback by how abrasive, uh, Enzo is when he's around that sometimes he doesn't know when to shut off, uh, the, the character and sort of become Eric again. Did you deal with any of that when you were coaching him at Salisbury?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, he is, he's one of those Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Okay. I mean, he would, uh, you know, it, it was about competition. When he was involved with competition, he was competitive. When he was off the field, you could have a a nice conversation with him, and he really cared about a lot of people. He really cared. He looked after his teammates. He looked after anyone who was associated with the team. Uh, I do recall a time when there was uh, a young man just talking about the team or uh, being aggressive to one of the players, and sure enough – Eric stepped in, in the middle. Said, "Hey, don't talk to my don't talk about player like that. And if you do, I'm gonna knock your socks off. You know that kind <laughs> of thing."
1: Uh,
3: but but he cared. He really was a you know a caring person. At the same time, he really cared about people, and especially folks who, who did the same things that he did. Who who you know worked hard and, and grinded out. You know he appreciated uh, those kids who being a part of that that
2: situation. You know, you you talked about his skill set, and you're not surprised that he got into wrestling. But at the time, was he ever talking about wrestling at all? Was he ever going into characters on the field, or or even just talking about what he saw in wrestling the night before, anything like that? I
3: I, I do recall a couple times he mentioned about boxing. Ah. I I do remember that. You know, he he talked about boxing, and uh, you know, I just thought, okay, well you know, he wants to just get uh, everything out, I guess, in the ring. But, uh, you know, it it's it, it it definitely something that uh he thought about no doubt about it uh, I know he did some other things and uh he tried you know he tried he got his degree in journalism and he tried to do the nice things like everyone else when they get their degree and go move on to another job and so forth but uh i don't you know if he would have just had some 9 to 5 office job he probably would be very very miserable and uh, <laughs> He couldn't stay still, no doubt about it. I mean, even graduation, when he walked across the stage, everyone knew that uh, he was walking across the stage, and uh, he was just that type of kid. And uh, But at the same time, he was, he, he was uh, a very caring person, no doubt about it. That's
0: cool. That's really cool to hear. Uh, Coach, you know, we saw these pictures that he posted of uh, being back with you guys the last couple of weeks and hanging out again. Um, what, what does it mean, you know, look, Salisbury has had uh, Dan Quinn, the coach of the Falcons, right, as a Salisbury alum. It's not as if there have not been successful, you know, um, football players come, about, come out of Salisbury. But what does it mean to you, to the program, and what did it mean to the players in particular to have someone back around and hanging out with you guys and, and remembering where he came from the way that Enzo was recently? The first meeting that we have,
3: uh, with our football team each year, uh, there's in our first paragraph is that this program is a tough, um, tough program, and by the time you're done with our program, we believe that you're going to be in a leadership position, uh, and and it's definitely uh, it's a roller coaster, you know, it's it's not an easy situation, but we prepare our guys for success, we prepare for them to be leaders uh, in life, yeah, so. You know when he when he grasped that he knew what uh, you know what we're all about. Uh, he you know he walked that fine line, and uh, but at the same time he he definitely uh, took it by the hand and and uh, you know made sure those things was uh was going to happen. He was a great uh, a great speaker. Uh, he had the opportunity to speak to our team, and a lot of the things he talked about was perseverance. Uh, that is not going to be easy you know, things are going to be tough. You know, he provided some examples of how he got into the, uh, professional wrestling scene, uh, and, and how tough it was. You know, there was a time before we you know, had our locker room in the stadium. We used to walk to the stadium and he talked about that walk underneath the tunnel. And, you know, at one time it was uh, a grind, but he said, Hey, you know, now he understands that, uh, sometimes you have to go through those things to, um, uh, you know, to be successful, but he's, uh, you know, from the heart he told our kids, you know, it's not gonna be easy, but he always said, Never quit. Never quit. You know, and that was the message he relayed to our guys.
2: Did uh, did a good chunk of your players know who he was? Do do you have a lot of wrestling fans on your team and, and how did they react when uh he came to came to visit you guys?
3: Well, put it this way, uh when practice was over, we couldn't get the kids off the field because that was a long line from the thirty yard line on one end all the way to the goal line to get autographs and photos. So
1: <laughs> then, you
3: know and, and, uh, you know, one of our senior linebackers, his eyes just lit up because he's a die-hard wrestling fan and it was a shock to him and um, he never left to see him. All right. he even <laughs> when we walked uh here to the to his car, uh the kid walked with us. You know, I say, Hey you gotta go to the locker room. He's like, No, coach, I just wanna just spend a little time. With him. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, so we had quite a few wrestling fans, and you know, to my surprise, I didn't realize that we had so many uh, wrestling fans on our football team. But hey, that's a popular sport nowadays, and uh, you know, they're doing it
0: right. What about you? Have you, coach, found yourself like poking in every now and then just to see your uh, your the man that you mentored to see him perform? Of course. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah my uh, my wife's grandfather. When I first met my wife, um, I met her grandfather, and the first time I met him, he was sitting down watching wrestling. You know, he was a advocate wrestling fan. And, uh, you know, I was trying to get into the family a little bit, so I bought him some tickets to a, a wrestling match uh, at the Wicomico Civic Center in Salisbury. Yeah. And uh, from there, I was good to go, you know. So uh, I kind of... Uh, you know, I was, I'll was tell you what, I'm going to tell you a little small story. I've been a wrestling fan for a long time uh, to a point where my mother, actually, one of her second jobs was a uh, yellow cab driver. She came home one day and said, you will not believe who I had in the back seat. I said, who was that? She said, Wahoo Madang. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, and that's what I said. I went, you know, so i seen the Johnny Weavers, because I live near Norfolk Scope. Uh, and uh, that's when they had a lot of the big uh, DeAndre DeJones and the cage matches and Johnny Weaver and Rick Slayer and all those guys. So, of course, of course, I, I peeked at them, and I'm really, really proud of them, extremely proud of them. Would
0: you, would you consider yourself a certified G and a bona fide stud by chance?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I, don't,
0: I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. I go that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know this much. You're not soft. I know that much about you, Coach Wood. Hey, uh, uh, Coach, just one other thought. Just in general, what, how much does this mean for Salisbury University to have an alum who's doing this so prominently for the team, for the school, for everybody connected to, um, to Seagulls Pride? How much does it mean to have someone like Enzo performing at such a high level and being such a prominent figure?
3: Well, we definitely utilize him during recruiting. You know, we, we throw his name out there. And, you know, like you said, with Dan Quinn and and uh, Byron Westbrook, who played with the Washington Redskins. We have another kid, Jarrell Chandler, who played in CFL. Uh, we have some hidden gems. And uh, we, we make sure the kids, when we recruit, uh, people know who we are and what we do. And these are the examples that we provide uh, when you're done with this program. We have a host of doctors and lawyers and secret service agents and you name it, teachers and all that has come through our program, and uh, you're right. Been there for 19 years. You know, there's been over over thousands of kids who have come through our program that has been been doing well. So it's a tradition. It's no doubt about it. It's a tradition, and uh, there's a lot of pride uh, involved in our program. So it's something that uh, we're extremely proud of as a staff. And- And uh, I'm sure our university feels the
0: same way. Well, Coach, I I know that everybody that's connected to Salisbury University is awfully proud to see all the success that uh, Enzo or Eric has had in professional wrestling, and and who knows how much more there's going to be coming in the future. Coach, you've been uh, outstanding, and we really appreciate, in a holiday week, you taking some time to chat with us. Uh, Really, really enjoyed the conversation. We wish you guys nothing but the best. And, again, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for spending a little bit with us here.
3: Well, thank you, guys. Good, and Aaron, you guys, same to you. Happy Thanksgiving, and um, it was my pleasure. No doubt about it. Go, go.
0: Cool, cool. Very good stuff. Appreciate Coach Wood joining us. All right, let's get some uh, plugs in before we get out of here. We'll welcome AJ back in. AJ, you've got so much to talk about, uh, despite the fact that you're a football player. Uh, Get everybody caught up on the Francis Sports Academy, your music, what you're doing there, and then maybe just throw in one more reminder about the the food drive this weekend.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I got my... um... I just did a show last night at Tacoma Station. Um, It was packed, bro. It was sick. Uh, um, I'm definitely going to be showing people footage on that. You can follow me on social media at um, AJFrancis410 um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything. Um, You can also uh, follow. uh, You can also follow me there. So if you want to get involved with the Francis Sports Academy food drive. Um, this weekend, luckily, uh, we have the Penn State football game as well as the Maryland uh, women's volleyball game that I will be at both, collecting cans, non-perishables for Sarah's House, which is um, an emergency homeless shelter in Fort Meade, Maryland, right off of uh, right off the Fort Meade Army base. Um, it's right by where I grew up. It's a it's a really good cause. Um, we've already gotten a bunch of donations. It's been a really uh, start so far and we're looking forward to this weekend at the Penn State football game or the Maryland women's volleyball game um, coming out and having people donate cans and help out the less fortunate um, so like I said you can follow me on all my social media
2: at francis 410 and uh, just check it out there man
0: awesome awesome uh, Aaron you're on Twitter
2: at the AOster. we're on Twitter at JobbingOutShow
0: and then the email
2: JobbingOutShow at gmail.com
0: Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone
2: uh, nothing specifically planned. Just keep your eye out. There's a couple, I think there might be some announcements regarding Baltimore coming up soon. So I might be doing, uh, some things there. So we'll, we'll see. It's quite happens. the tease. It's quite
0: the tease there. What does that mean? There's a couple things that might be.
2: Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but for example, uh, on that list that I mentioned about the pay-per-views where I saw that there was dual brand, there's a pay-per-view coming to Baltimore in the spring.
0: Oh, how interesting.
2: All right. Very good. We'll discuss that. What uh, pay-per-view is that? It's not one of the big ones.
0: Uh, it's it's uh, payback. Oh, well, okay. Still, it's pay per view. Well,
2: I or, enjoy pay per view. Or pay-per-view. backlash. One, one of yeah, pay back-
0: That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. All right, good deal. Um, I'm on Twitter at glennclarkradio. glennclarkradio.com is the website. Thanks again to Coach Sherman Wood uh, for Aaron Oster and for
1: the main event. Ben, ben, ben. Ben. Oh,
0: man, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn. This is Ben, jobbing out. No,